going to be called Future Endeavors. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the the recent news of uh, WWE letting go of a bunch of people. We're going to break down almost every talent that was let go and how, where they would be a great fit. And how maybe it's been a positive to this of saying, you know what, it sucks they lost their job, but th- this might be a rebirth of the of, of their careers. Like this might they might go to another company and become superstars. So we don't want to look at it as just a negative thing um, or kind of bring it all down like this coronavirus is ruining everything. This could be a rebirth. This could be a rise from the ashes situation when it comes to professional wrestling. So we're trying to look at it in a positive light um, and maybe you know kind of spin some of that negativity out of this. Um, we do talk about the. Uh, the pro wrestling crate, the new pro wrestling crate that's AEW exclusive. So we do have our link in the bo- the bottom if you want to use our referral code to get a new pro wrestling crate. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, did WWE bribe the state of Florida to make them essential? We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the uh, the late, great Howard Finkel and his passing away and talk about some of our favorite Howard Finkel moments. If you want to help support our podcast, check out us check us out at Tornado Tag Podcast on Facebook or on Twitter, um, over on Instagram and Facebook at IWE, I'm sorry, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IWEP Network, or you can search us on any music or podcast platform at IWEP Network or also on YouTube. When you're there, please hit that like, subscribe button, help us out. It definitely, it definitely lets us grow. Share this to your friends. We are looking on the Interviews with Everyday People page for interviews. So if you are a pro wrestler yourself and would like to come on and tell your backstory of a little bit about you and maybe let your fans know what do you like outside the ring and your history and what, you, what you've done growing into the into the business of wrestling, I'm definitely interested in doing that. So definitely send us a message. Um, and then we're also going to cover Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. And uh, check us out on the uh, the uh, our merch page. So you can go over to our Facebook page, hit the Shop Now button, and hit some great merch. Blue and Gold's also selling some stuff all over on Pro Wrestling Tees. Just search the, uh, Team Blue and Gold, and then you can support uh, our friends, our friend Brian and Jack over at Murder My Dude at ProjectHumanoid.com, or hit them hit them up on Facebook and Twitter at uh, Murder My Dude. And they do also have merch pages that you can go and support them. I know those stimulus checks come in. You can help us grow, uh, get new equipment, help us grow, make us become a better podcast. But uh, thank you guys once again for the con- continued support. And uh, be mindful, we are recording over the phones, so if we do have a little bit of technical difficulty, um, people cannot obviously shut down their entire house so they can record a podcast. So you may hear background noise. Just be mindful of that, and, and don't don't rip us apart too much. But here we go. Here's some No Rain Chicks, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of the music.
going on, you cool cats and kittens? This is Carol Baskins. No, I'm joking. This is Anthony, and this is Tornado Tag Podcast. Um, I was I was hoping Andy would have been here because did you see Elvira has been doing spoofs of Carol Baskins? No, it's yeah, I, I have t- seen that. I put it on on Facebook. It's it's quite amazing. Um, this is going to be episode How number. How crazy f- is that? That she is so sexy still, and she's like eighty. Dude, she's one of the. Like there's her. The what's her name? I I just had a brain fart as I was about to say her name. Uh, the, who played Wonder Woman originally? Oh yeah! Oh my God, Linda Carter. Linda, yeah, Carter. Linda, Linda Carter. There's so yeah. many. There's there's so many pop culture women that are still out there that just look fantastic. Elvira, she legit is a vampire. I don't know what whose blood she's drinking, but Jesus Christ, she it, looks it's fantastic. It's so funny when you first said that. I thought you were talking about Carol Baskin. Like she's not really sexy. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, a, that sexy bitch. I'm not she trying. Drinking, I'm not so trying to. Else. Yeah, I'm not trying to a get murdered or get sued. So Carol Baskin's is a hot piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's out. She, out. She can she can lather me up in uh, fish juice any day. Sardine oil. Sardine oil. Yep. <laughs> All right, here comes the lawsuits. Um, well, speaking of <laughs> some weird uh, stuff that's going on, this episode is going to be titled uh, "Future Endeavors." Um, obviously for the obvious reasons of the week. Um, but before we get into the episode, um, we do want to talk about the uh, the passing away of, of a wrestler. I'm going to let Brian tar- start this, and then we'll kind of go in. Uh, each of us kind of uh, some of our favorite memories of him, and and I'm sure Brian and Andrew, Andrew, and possibly even Tyler have some cool like little history tidbits about him. I don't know. Who oh God, not me. I don't know who you're talking about. I think Matt Turner might have something to say. Oh, Matt Turner. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Matt Turner. That's okay. I'm sure that Andrew guy's a handsome individual. Yeah, Andrew's cool as hell. Uh, he's not here right now. <laughs> Actually, speaking of uh, another uh, that name, I have another wrestler um, who I may have an interview coming up with that also who has that first name. So that's why it's stuck in my head. I think. But go ahead. So n- not really a wrestler. He, he had a few matches, but probably it's the not- consensus greatest ring announcer of all time, Howard Finkel. Passed away today at uh, the age of 69. He was literally the 69. first employee. That's Howard Stern thing. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he, was, he was literally the first employee of Titan Sports. He, uh, he was the ring announcer forever. He was the... Um, he was the... Uh, he was an usher. Sorry, I, lost my train. I thought I was checking the chat there. That's okay. Uh, he was an usher uh, at a arena in New Haven, Connecticut. And he wound up giving the arena operator and Vince McMahon Sr. the idea to advertise on the station in Long Island that would go right to New Haven, crystal clear. And he wound up taking that in and becoming a ring announcer. He started up there. He started working his way toward Madison Square Garden. And then he was the voice of uh, that part of WWF, WWE for 20-plus years. I know the term. Uh, some, some things Real quick, I know the term "grab the brass ring" is something that's used a lot, especially in the WWE. Uh, we'll say cult, sure. Um, but Jesus Christmas, you went from an usher in the Coliseum in Connecticut to being the ring announcer of the first WrestleMania. Like that is awesome. Like, tell me that's not a not jump in that, your life. Not only that, but he came up with the name WrestleMania. Yeah, Vince McMahon at at, at the first point, Vince McMahon wanted to call it. And I, I don't see it being as big if this was a name. He wanted to call it the Colossal Tussle. Wow. That would and, have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. And Howard Finkel remembered. Yeah, exactly. He Howard Finkel called it. I remembered Beatlemania and said, hey, WrestleMania. And then later on, he came up with the name Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And just for my money, the best ring announcer there's ever been by far. Yeah. To, the, to, to this day, anytime there's a title change. 
I always just think of Mike Howard, even though, you know, even if, even like when Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar, I was just thinking, you know, Howard Finkel saying, and new, it's just yep. like ingrained in your brain that it's always him saying it. Yeah. Um, he, he is definitely like the, like the ring announcer or the announcer thing, obviously like I, to me, Howard Finkel was the first and then it came to like a Bruce, uh, not Michael Buffer, then Bruce Buffer. You know what I mean? Like there's just like Michael those... Buffer was not the best wrestling ring announcer though. No, he sucked as wrestling. Brett, but... Brett Clark will tell you how bad of a ring announcer uh, Michael Buffer was for wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he was not a good wrestling announcer, but boxing, he's a dude. Yeah, yep. they made a video game off his tagline. That's that's how that's how good he was at. The... <laughs> yeah, dude, I used to have a toy that it was like you would smack it and you'd be like, "Are you ready to rumble?" And you had to push all the shit. It was really speaking weird. of lawsuits. Yeah, you, you can't you can't get near that one. They're very protective of that uh, that that trademark. Listen, he, he can sue me and have my twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send him a tornado speaking... tag T-shirt. It's funny, like just thinking of memories of Howard Finkel. I always remember going to the Philadelphia Spectrum when I was a kid, and he would be the ring announcer most of the time. And just thinking in the very beginning, where he's going through the rules, like if flash photography is prohibited, and then you see like a million flash bulbs go off, <laughs> or no, video photography was prohibited. And yeah, just he he did the whole announcement of what you giving you the rules of the show, and like you know like who wasn't there and who who was replacing them. But he would do it in the same cadence as he would announce a wrestler coming in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I believe now there is a huge thing on uh, the WWE Network of, like, the best Howard Finkel moments and the huge tribute to him, which is which is cool. And, and like everybody else, he kind of got involved sometimes. You had WrestleMania 9 when it was supposed to be a toga party because it was at Caesars Palace. He was You, you mean the worst this. WrestleMania ever? No, yeah. two was. <laughs> two was bad. Uh, two I, nine. I, I, uh, no, I would rather watch two than nine. I fucking hated nine. Two was pretty bad. The only, I think, the only really good thing on two were like there, there was that tag match with the Bulldogs with and Oz. Valentine and Beefcake with Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I guess I think that if I remember right, Tito and JYD against the Funks wasn't too bad. Everything else was like awful though. But with Finkel, the, that because he was uh, in a toga the next year they had the hair club for men guys a celebrity guest so he wore a toupee that year and then he, he, got, had... he got a huge pop at the garden i remember he got a huge yeah. pop for that <laughs> definitely and, and then he a couple years after that he wound up in a feud with harvey whippleman they did a tuxedo match on raw uh, we were talking off the air before the show about him in memphis because they did this thing it was when vince was maybe going to go to jail and they were working really closely with the USWA in Memphis because Jerry Jarrett might have done a lot of work running the company if Vince would have went to jail. And Vince came down as a heel, but so did Finkel. So if you look on YouTube, there's this heel promo that he cuts on Harvey Whippleman. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, Twitter. He was uh, briefly a heel with Jericho. When Jericho first came in, he was kind of like his Ralphus. And Jericho would always call him Howard, uh, Harold Finkel. <laughs> Once again, how Jericho somehow weaves his way into every wrestling piece of history of all time. <laughs> of course I'm, I'm, he's I'm, the I'm, I'm convinced he was at WrestleMania one somehow. Well, I know Edge was at uh, three, or Edge no, Edge was at six. Lance Storm was six. at four. Maybe, maybe Jericho was there. It was around those times that was playing hockey in New York. If he wasn't there, he uh, he definitely told like a hundred people about it who became the most influential people in wrestling history. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? I credit me watching WrestleMania one to Chris Jericho. Uh, he was like. 11 years old at the time or something crazy. <laughs> like he just finds, he finds a way to get in everything. 
And uh, somebody I know, Matt knows very well, CM Punk. Uh, one of the things I think of Howard, Howard Finkel, one of his last big, big things was when Punk was wrestling Del Rio for the title. When he won the title in one of that long run, he had Howard Finkel come out as his personal ring announcer. Yeah, I got the heads up about that. He uh, he texted me. It was either that Saturday or that Sunday morning. He texted me. He's like, hey, you going to watch the uh, Survivor Series? I said, yeah. He's like, wait till you see my entrance. So this is before I got married, and we used to have like pay-per-view parties at my house with my old roommate. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I, don't know, I got the Iggy that he's gonna have this great interest. So we thought he's gonna do because I want, I want to see it was the garden. It I was. Yeah. The, I want to see the show was in the garden. Every, like we thought he's gonna have like the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 entrance, but like he had Howard Finkel come out and like he introduced them, and then and then when he won, he kind of like jumped in the crowd. And I remember texting him after the show, and I was like, Hey man, I said awesome, congratulations, great match. I said, but uh, your entrance really wasn't that good. I was like, Howard Finkel just introduced you. Like that was it. And like I kind, you know, I, I kind of, he kind of baby faced me a little. So that was <laughs> that was a little, that was a little cool thing because like, I kind of got the Iggy that he was gonna have a cool entrance, but he never, he didn't punk and smart me up as gonna be Howard Finkel. We just thought he'd be doing something like crazy. Yeah. Uh, a wild, a wild uh, Andy Hatter is under the room. Quick question for Andrew. Yeah. Another, right. Are you another one of the guys that punk cut out of his life and stopped texting? I have not a single bad word to say about CM Punk. None. I mean, I could go on for days of all the great stuff that he's done. No, no, I'm not saying he's not a great guy. I'm just saying he cut Colt Cabana out of his life, cut Kofi out of his life, he cut Hornswoggle out of his life. I was just wondering if you were one of the guys who he also stopped texting for whatever. I have I haven't talked to him since the day of WrestleMania 29, uh, and he doesn't he doesn't owe he doesn't owe me anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I never heard it. I mean, the only people that I've heard say bad things about him are people that. Some people took the first shot at him first, you know what I mean. Then he's like, "All right, well then, fuck you." You know what I mean? Like he just—he doesn't no. seem like he just puts up with nonsense. Like if you're if you're if you're cool with him, you're cool with him. If you if you're if you're not genuine, he's not gonna stick around. But no. oh, oh, I love Punk. Punk's one of my all-time favorites. The only person I would say I feel like he did wrong was Colt. The whole the whole going to court thing. I thought that was a little unnecessary. But besides that, but just getting back to the thing with Finkel, I think that was just really really kind of indicative of what made Punk so special and how he got a certain segment of the fans. So I, I think that was like really a, uh, just because that Finkel was somebody like Jim Ross or somebody like that, that they kind of pushed out too early because he was older and wasn't, as the Briscoes would say, cosmetically pleasing enough. And Punk knew that just bringing him back would be a huge thing, especially in the garden, especially that night. Uh, so, so, so good on Punk for doing that. Yeah, I still think he's, you'll you'll see him in a ring again. I hope so. He's not, not amazing. WWE. I hope so. I think it, I still think of I, his music. I, I hope so if he wants to. I, he uh, like guys like him, Dale Bryan. Like, they've earned the right to write their own ticket. If he doesn't want to do it again, then you know, more power to him. But yeah. if he wants to, I hope he does. Hey, well, I think one hundred percent. I think we're seeing him in AEW for sure at some point. But I don't think Vince wants to work with them in WWE. I don't know. I think he'll find a way because I, I, everything I've been kind of reading backstage stuff that he wants to work with with, uh, with Daniel Bryant. Daniel Bryant wants to work with him, and that would be a fantastic match. And uh, if his music ever hit in a WWE arena, the place would explode. Oh, of course. oh for sure. Drive and, uh, money too. Yeah. Since he's joined us now, Andy, do you, do you have anything you want to add in on uh, Howard Finkel? No. Do you actually do the show? I think you guys are just talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the show. Because if I see him punk, that's how I was like, oh, I guess I just talk about punk beforehand. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just a shame. I heard he was in bad shape, like I said earlier in the chat. I think it was in one of the Comrades podcasts he was talking about him. So Lawler. Lawler brought it up on his oh, okay. shortly podcast. Yeah, yeah so uh, I heard he wasn't doing it a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I always like to think. I think they should have kept him around for every single WrestleMania. I know they were for a few years, and they got rid of him. They had Lillian, but they should always have 
Yeah, they did for a while, they did for a while where like the last couple of WrestleManias, he would just in, in, okay. introduce the uh, Hall of Fame class. Yeah, yeah, and everyone has like their uh, their Howard Finkel impersonation. Like, and the the next coming down to the ring, you know, especially the Royal Rumble uh, rules, you know, <laughs> over the top rope and both feet touch the floor. And now yeah. the man who yeah. drew number one. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what though, for for that being my entire childhood, and then and then like having Lillian Garcia step in, and then now that she's no longer doing it, like she did a fucking bang up job too. She was really good. I she thought I liked too. her. Oh, yeah, Lillian's great. Yeah, nobody can ever bat mouth. When she. First started, she would bumble names every now and then. But yeah, she she got she obviously got more acclimated to it and got a lot better. Yeah. Um, does anyone yeah, else have any Howard so Finkel moments they want to talk about? Wasn't he in the gimmick battle royal at uh, what one WrestleMania? I, 17, I, 17, No, he, seventeen. Was he? I know he. I, I think he announced it, but I don't know if he was actually in it. No, he didn't announce it. But yeah, the only like non wrestlers that were in it was like Cornette and I think Brother Love. Yeah, yeah, they, they were both. That was it. Alrighty, um, so we're gonna we'll we'll dive in real quick. I want to quick talk about this one. So uh, we're talking about pro wrestling crate and how we do the uh, the crate they do. Uh, they did announce that they are doing they're starting a new crate. Um, it's gonna be a, a, an exclusive AEW crate. Um, the only thing I, I I can't afford another crate, so there's no chance I'm getting that crate. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the crate I already have. Uh, same price. Uh, you get a, you get an autograph. You get two T-shirts and some other stuff. So I'm gonna stay with the crate I have. But I'm going to be really disappointed as if all the AEW stuff that could be in our box is no longer there anymore. That would kind of disappoint me because I did like getting like the Lucha Sword shirts and the Lucha Bro shirts and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, that would definitely be a huge, a huge bummer for me um, if that's the way it went. Yeah. But but if you are interested, I, I, in the, be, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'd be kind of interested in AEW uh Exclusive box, because yeah, yeah, just for the shirts. I mean, two shirts for thirty bucks. Yeah, plus all their stuff. Yeah, man, I just I I can't swing it. Maybe if my crate starts oh, yeah. slipping, I'll slip over to the other one. But uh, yeah, if you are interested, look at the links below. We do have a referral code that you can use to get your crate. Um, my crate, I don't know when it comes in because this whole lockdown thing. But uh, uh, sorry, one second, guys. I just have to send this guy one the one guy who I'm starting a new podcast with. Um, started up a new he's starting up a twitter account for the for the podcast i just went and i just got the verification code so i'm just sending it to him um yeah so uh that's so keep an eye on that i forget i only i don't remember what the the theme of the box was but i just know that it's they said there's a dusty road shirt that's all i remember i should probably look it up oh yeah but yeah yeah stay tuned for uh tony's upcoming podcast four and twelve for life Coming soon. What, what, find a podcast near you. What did you say it was? Four and twelve. Four and, tw- four and twelve <laughs> for life, right? That's what it's called. <laughs> All right, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, it's. I, it's I thought of the Skid Row song "18 to Life." So yeah, what's going on my head? Um, Brian's pretty mighty now that they won their. Yeah, they Super they got Bowl one Super Bowl right. ring. They're the greatest team of all time now. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, the the theme of the box is USA. Yeah, how did I forget that? Right. Um, it's gonna have Dusty Rhodes. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's gonna have Dusty Rhodes, Kurt Angle, Flip Gordon, Cody, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and Lex Luger. Okay. Let's, oh, maybe, uh, they should have a little Let's Express Bus. That would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. And they already announced next month's box, um, which this, I mean, this sounds pretty insane. Uh, it's called the Top Sellers of Pro Wrestling Tees box. So it's going to have John Moxley, Young Box, CM Punk, <laughs> Kenny Omega, 
the Young Bucks, Cody, Zack Ryder, Hangman Page, Mick Foley, Mick Foley, and Marty Scroll. When was Zack Ryder on Pro Wrestling Tees? What's that? When was Zack Ryder on Pro Wrestling Tees? Wasn't he signed 20 minutes ago? I guess maybe. Yeah, I guess maybe they're giving him the nod. Yeah, I think maybe they're giving him the nod because when it came to like online digital stuff, he might have been the first guy to really break through in another company. So I guess maybe they're giving him that nod that he did something really cool. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of. There was a time Dolph had shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees, and he was still signed. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he had the, that, that uh, YouTube show. Maybe it's shirts for that. Yeah. Yeah, the Major Brothers yeah. podcast. The possibility, yeah. All right. So uh, that, That's a perfect segue, I think, to Yeah, uh, absolutely. Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. You're, yeah. you're on a roll today. I like I like the way you're flowing. I'm going to let you roll it in there. <laughs> right. Uh, so unfortunately, as we all likely know, if you're listening to this, the, uh, the 15th of April – Beware the Ides of April if you're a, a WWE wrestler or employee because they made some serious cuts. They made some heavy, heavy, heavy cuts across the board. You, you heard of writers getting released, uh, producers. I'm sure people in the office got released, camera people, ring crew people, pyrotechnics people. Um, I, I, I think I think it was um, Tugboat, Typhoon, uh, Shockmaster, his son. Uncle Fred. Said, my, Uncle Fred, yeah, big steel man. I think I'm running out of gimmicks <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, Sheik Tugboat. He, I think his son was their pyro guy for a while, and I, 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 I don't know if he got laid off because I don't think they're doing pyro in that little performance center. Uh, but to kind of focus on it, WWE did release quite a few members of their roster yesterday. Uh, and what we're planning on doing is just running through the list, kind of getting everybody's thoughts, seeing where they think they're going to go. Uh, the first guy, and if you haven't seen his video on Twitter, mm, this is heartbreaking. Uh, after his release, it is it is heartbreaking, and it and it'll tug at your heartstrings. You can bring a tear to a glass eye. Drake Maverick uh, has been released. Yeah, that that well, one. I'll go first. That one sucks. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Betty. Here's the thing. Uh, I feel bad for almost everybody that's got released. I feel bad for him, but I personally would not post a video of me crying on Twitter. And I, you know, I think like, yeah, he posted, but nobody else did. Like, I I don't know. I just I, I wouldn't do that. So I, it's kind of like the way I think of it, like I feel bad for the guy, but I don't know. I would have done that. Um, I, I kind of, I agree. Listen, in a normal world, that's something I would definitely agree with you in. Um, but here's where I'm like, wow, this is, this is really serious because how many times have you heard guys just being like, you know what? Like I'm collecting a paycheck to sit at home, not do anything. And I'm getting a WB paycheck because it, because they don't want me to work somewhere else. And yeah, and that could have easily been Drake Maverick. You know, maybe maybe not. They weren't holding him so they could uh so they couldn't um use because obviously he's he's not, he's not a world beater. Yeah. He's not gonna he's not a, he's not something a company's gonna definitely probably put him on their back and go from there. But but the fact that he it meant that much to him. You know what I mean? Like it was something that he was right. uh, that that it was just like man, I'm this is something like I wanted to do for the rest of my whole life and. The whole angle with him and the twenty four seven title, which to some people might have been a joke, but that's a highlight for him. Like that's going to be a, a a moment in his life that's going to be forever. And like, and he and and he knows that maybe, uh, is probably he's never going to get. The, he, he in his mind he probably thinks no one else thinks of him as anything credible, and that was pretty much the last of his hoorah. Like sure he can go and do, you know, the indie circuit and do stuff like that, but at the end of the day, like once you hit that pinnacle, it's going to be really hard for people to be like. 
well, how do we do? Like, what do I do next? So I think he's just in that really shocked phase where he's just like, what do mm-hmm. I do here? And it, it's just really sad because I think I think that shows people too. And it's not like, oh, well, look at him. He cried and got upset. But it shows people like the, he, he takes it seriously. And if you were to give him a chance, he's going to he's gonna make the best of it. Yeah, it, yeah. Shows, it shows emotion. I mean, he did it. It seemed like they announced the uh, they announced the cuts and like 10 minutes later his video was up. So it seemed like it was an immediate reaction. So it's like I see Andy's point where it's just like, yeah, I don't think I would have done it at the same time it shows his emotion. Yeah. But who's not to say these guys can't get their job back in six months, 12 months, you know, a year, year and a half. I mean, look what happened when Chris Hero was – he was, uh, you know, a huge star down at – well, not a huge star, but he was down at uh, FCW, and then he got let go, then he crushed – he came back to the Indies, uh, mainly Evolve, and he crushed it, and then he got signed back again. So who's Definitely. not to say? You know, the, the cream rides is always, always the yeah. top. Daniel Bryan, remember when he got released and then he came back and yeah. Well, my, my, my whole thoughts on it, I thought it was a little weird just because he was a GM of 205 Live, like he had an important role. You know, nothing on 205 Live is important. Yeah, they don't yeah, take. I, they, I, they, 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 it, say that, but for the people who actually watch 205 Live, which is actually a good show, I wish more people really good show. Yeah, it is a good show. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just making light of the way they treated. But yeah, uh, the way they and, treated, and it like Tony said, he, he was he was always a part of like the 24 seven championship. And he's not a bad like manager. I mean, he wasn't no. he wasn't a great fit for AOP, but he could have been a good manager for a team. He could have been like a snarmy little heel. I always thought they should have paired him and EC3 together. Like, they did oh yeah, that. I mean, it made sense, but they just never went that he, route. He was great with comedy. He was great with uh, like the, as they say, showing his ass. Uh, he he yeah, great is just like that uh, smarmy heel or that dopey yeah. uh, just loser that you kind of feel sympathy for. And even going back to his video, and it was sad, and he, he can go and say whatever about like the crime thing. He was also, I think he was just, I think it was him trying to because he worked in there that he was having these last three matches in NXT in this cruiserweight round robin. I think it was like, hey, I can really show WWE, like I can cut this emotional promo, I can use it to build toward these matches, and you know maybe he's even thinking if I knock it out of the park, they'll keep me. You know, maybe that's going through his head. Yeah, that's true. I definitely, I think Brian nailed it. I think that's exactly what his hope is. Is that he will show WWE, look how much this means to me. I'm going to still work my ass off, even even though I'm not a part of the company anymore. And he's hoping in the long run, they'll be like, you know what, Drake, you can you get your job back when this is all said and done. Yeah, yeah. you can't. I can I cannot follow him for that. He's he's trying to put that hustle in, just like just like Hero did, just like Daniel Bryan did, just like Drew McIntyre did, just like his old partner. Or uh, well, no, that's the other guy coming up. Sorry, I don't know why I got those two confused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, EC3, like, because that's the next one on the list here. I know um, Tyler well, brought EC3. Before that, I, I, I see Drake easily getting a job. Oh, yeah. Look yeah, at the I don't, I think he's, he's, guy, he's a great, I, I he's a great wrestler. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's small, but hey, put him in cruiserweight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I, I mean his, his name before he got signed was, was Spud, Rockstar Spud. I mean, yeah. go, go on YouTube. The guy's a fantastic in-ring talent. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think Impact would re-sign him in a heartbeat. I really do. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's a, a chance. I mean, we will say, you know, AEW's not going to take everybody. But I think there's a chance down the road he can go there. Or possibly. Oh, yeah, RH. especially if they, if they take him or, with EC3. I could see yeah. him be EC3's manager in AEW easily. Yeah, or even NWA. I can see him working there as a manager. Oh, mm-hmm. he would be great as, like, a Lord Alfred Hayes type. and <laughs> That would be yeah. amazing. So, like, there's a guy that, like, uh, he, he has some opportunity. Like, some of these guys, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's Indies, and that's, you know, the best. But uh, him, I, I don't I don't feel will we'll flounder at all. No, I think it'll be successful. And, yeah. And uh, EC3 is the next name on the list. And you kind of – it's good to put those together because when they were in Impact before, they had a lot of chemistry. EC3 just has that great look. He's another guy like Drake that can do comedy as good as anybody else. 
He's got friends in high places and then some companies. So I, I think he's another guy that might land on his feet here. Yeah, there's no doubt in my opinion that EC3 will be with AEW within a month, a month or two. Um, to me, he's the one guy out of these people who got released who should actually feel blessed he got released. Because he had nothing going on. They were doing nothing with him. Yeah, he was just like a paycheck. He wanted to get out of there. So, like, to me, he probably woke up the day and was like, thank God, finally I got out of here. Yeah, he hadn't wrestled on TV since November. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember he beat Ambrose, then Ambrose beat him, then he was on Alexa versus talk show, and then, like, the only thing he did was uh, 24-7 stuff. Yeah. Like, the guy didn't – I'm not even a big EC3 fan, but the guy didn't get a chance. You Listen, you, 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 like, you would have make John Moxley the hottest thing in pro wrestling again? Uh, let Hire that guy and have him wrestle uh, have him wrestle Mox again. Like It's obviously good chemistry. <laughs> it'll it'll blow up. You know what I mean? Mox yeah. will be the next Cody Rhodes after that match. You know, I'm not, the biggest, I'm not the biggest EC3 fan, but kudos for that guy. I mean, look, he hasn't wrestled you know, on TV you said, you know, since November. Look at the shape he's kept himself in. Yeah, Most of those guys would have been like, I'll skip a day or two at the gym or I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll cheat on my diet because I'm not being used. But that guy, it seemed like he even worked out even harder. You know what and, the f- uh, you know, hey, Sorry, go ahead. Him. Yeah, he'll be unemployed for all of like a week. Yeah. yeah, the funniest I mean, he, the funniest thing was him was when he wasn't right. being used and he was just like going rogue on camera, just like acting like he was drunk and always had a solo red cup. <laughs> like people were like, "Yo, this dude has some humor to this." You know what I mean? Like I oh, thought, well, it, it, sorry, Tony. If you want to see his humor, go back to the old NXT back when it was like that reality show competition when he was Derek Bateman, him and Daniel Bryan and uh, Johnny Curtis who became Fandango. Maxine, who wound up going Some to more. Lucha Underground, amazingly funny stuff. Oh, I have to look that up. Yeah, e- EC3 just had the short stick since he got to WWE. I mean, he got called up to NXT so fast for no reason. Like, he didn't even get a chance to like be anything in NXT. He was in like, was a one match with LT Dream. He was in a ladder match, and then that was it. He was like right up on the main roster. It was crazy. Well, I mean, if you if you look at most guys in pro wrestling, it, even like it, it could be indie thing. And this is not throwing shade because getting a physique is not easy. You know what I mean? Especially when you have to no, work no, a full time job and get a physique. So you have a guy who like EC3 shows up in your building, and you're like, we need to get him on TV as quick as possible because he looks aesthetically pleasing. And they kind of for same with like a female talent where they're like, look how friggin' attractive she is. We need her on a camera right away. And then you're like. Um, I kind of need some more work here. They're like, no, 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 no. You're fast tracked because you you look good. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's. I think that it could be like a curse in a way, like where some people would but be like, about Austin Theory. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like it's <laughs> just like when she, uh, yeah. I mean, Eve, Eve Marie too. Like she was just like, no, please keep me in NXT so I can keep working. They're like, no, honey, you're way wow. too hot to not be on camera. <laughs> get it, get in there. Yeah, go be right. terrible. We'll find a way for your, your your top to fall off this week, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> and sometimes that helps. Sometimes it's baptism by fire. And for somebody like Lacey Evans, she's rising to the challenge. So. Yeah, and but, I, but she, she comes. She's she's cut from a different but cloth. Unfortunately, now. <laughs> you know what I mean. Unfortunately like, for EC three, he hasn't really had the chance. I mean, yeah, he gets exactly. Roster and they didn't get one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. everyone said he's like really good at talking. I haven't really seen a lot of his promos, but like they didn't even let him talk. Yeah, Remember, there's the a thing was he wasn't talking. There's a segment that they did on the old NXT because, like, it was when you had your pro, and he was on the same season as, like, Brodus Clay, uh, Connor O'Brien, who wanted to be in Connor in the Ascension, was on that one. They did a thing where, and, and this is the point, I think it was just a web show at this point. It wasn't even on sci fi anymore, and nobody cared. Nobody watched it. They were just goofing off half the time. One of the things they did was it was almost like the newlywed game where they would ask a question of somebody, 
and the uh, pro had to guess what their rookie would say. And Daniel Bryan was—he uh, was Derek Bateman back then. Daniel Bryan was his pro, and they worked it out beforehand. Like they didn't know what the questions were going to be, but no matter what the question was, they were going <laughs> to answer Steve Blackman. And no matter what it was, they were just going to say Steve Blackman. And eventually, and Dolph was on there too. And eventually, he gets mad, and Dolph just goes, "Steve Blackman isn't even a real person." <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to play the newlywed again it's, it's such a loophole i like it <laughs> all right we are going a little long on some of these guys so let, we have a big list to go through uh, uh but, yeah the, the next tool kind of oh sorry did you have some yeah so, so or, another uh, thing great. i want to kind of add just to kind of remind people when andy kind of is late to the party a little bit but we want to talk about w where these people you think would be a good fit so obviously we talked about um drake drake mavic would be a great nwa fit um where 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 do you think collectively you'll see a guy like ec3 wind up AEW. Yeah, I think he'll wind up in AEW. I, I think he'll be a great fit in AEW or Impact or mm -hmm. uh, anywhere. He can talk. And on the indie scene, that is a little bit more of a rare commodity than somebody that's like a super wrestler. Yeah. And, and because that is, if there is a hole in EC3's game, that's the hole. But he has so many other things going for him where if you put him in, if you put him in NWA, put him in a feud with Eli Drake, you have money. Yeah. Here's, here's a quick thing I want to put out there before we get too far and too deep into this. You're an AEW guy who signed or guy or girl who signed. So like, let's, let's just put someone who we, that, that's kind of was in the scene in this area. You're a sunny kiss, right? You've been featured maybe one or two times on dark. You're mostly used, but not in like a TV show fashion, right? So you're just kind of paying your dues. You're kind of there. You're one of the initial starties because AEW really didn't have their pick of the litter. And now all of a sudden this thing happens and WWE lets go a lot of really, really quick pickup talent. Do you think there's going to be some people from AEW that just get buried even deeper? It's possible. It's it depends how many people they bring over. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we also have to keep it. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. No, no. You guys talk because I, I, I've actually got brought up to me by a whole by a uh, gluttony of people yesterday and I have my, my two cents out of it. You guys go ahead with the, you want to say and then tag me in uh, when you guys are done. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. So, so what, I, what I was just going to bring up is that we can kind of play armchair quarterback on this. Even AEW, nobody's showed up in AEW until May 23rd at the earliest because they're taped until double or nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and other than AEW and WWE, nobody else is running right now. NWA is not running. ROH is not running. Impact is running too. So maybe somebody shows up at Impact uh, right away. Maybe somebody – but like the it's going to be a while because we just don't know when these things are starting up again. We don't know yeah. when the next NWA power and is. And not so only that, kind of but forget. for a guy like Sonny Kiss or anybody else there, you have to expect this is going to happen. You can't think just because you signed to the company early that they're not going to sign bigger and better stars once the company right. starts to get rolling. That's just the way yeah. that works. That's what TNA did. That's what W like people always talk about. Oh well, TNA took all WWE's talent. WWE's been doing that for years. How many yeah. times do they take ECW stars and WCW stars? And that's just what they do. And they did it with the uh, the territories back in the day. The territories, yeah, yeah right. Totally. And I, I don't want to one... uh, real quick. I just oh, don't want another thing. Yeah. I just don't want to say like I want to say too. Like this is something that we've talked about on this podcast. <laughs> for months now like this is this is this has been andy's go-to thing for the ever on this podcast is like I, man i, I don't want to see how long i've been saying they can get rid of 30 people and, and, and not even yeah they can get rid of 30 people and those 30 people can go to other places and be superstars like so yes this is a very dark day in wrestling and it but it's also a day where wb could turn around and say you know what maybe we should stop hiring people just to bury them 
You know what I mean? Like yeah, and stockpiling. I mean, and stockpiling. Yeah, yeah. They're hoarding talent. Yeah, and that's on them. I mean, I, I don't feel bad for them at all because like, hey, like, look, what they say. 2015 there was 150 people on the roster. This is just wrestlers, and this year there was 300, so they doubled the size. Yeah. And yeah, they have more shows, but come on. And before we tag out to Matt here, the, the, I just want to put a, bring up two words that are in every industry, not just wrestling, but every industry in the world right now, except for maybe grocery or a few other things, uh, that can throw a wrench into everything we're talking about. Hiring freeze. Yeah. And uh, that that's that's pretty much everything I, I have to say. Unless somebody else has anything, I'm ready to kind of give the floor to Matt here. Everybody good? Yep, yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Yeah. I can go. So I got brought up. I got the question was proposed to me yesterday. Now that all these guys are gone by WWE, most of them are going to sign. If they get anybody goes to AEW, they're probably going to sign a non-exclusive contract because AEW only runs once a week. So they'll probably be able to do the indies. So I was brought up, well, is he, this is going to bury you or take you off independent shows. Now, my thing was, okay, look. So say Anderson and Gallows are on a show that me and Andy had a rest lap. Okay, say that show averages around 200 people per show. Now it's brought up to 250. Say their YouTube or Facebook views are 100. Now it's brought up to 200. Okay, so that's an extra I'm – just, I'm just throwing out numbers. So it's an extra 150 eyes that are going to be on said show. First of all, I will lobby like hell to get Anderson and Gallows versus Team Blue and Gold. If for some reason that said, that said promoter who has those two teams on the show doesn't book us, he's an idiot. No, just kidding. But, it, but at the same time, if we're on that show, okay, now there's 150 eyes on that show. Uh, extra show, extra eyes that are on that show that weren't on the eyes of Matt Turner and Andy Hedder before. So I, and I know Andy Hedder will agree with me, damn well know. We are going to get ourselves over and bust our ass, our, our asses more than we've ever done before to get ourselves more over with those extra 150 eyes. Mm-hmm. So these people that are saying, "Oh, we're going to be buried now because you guys are taking over on the Indies," that's on you. That you have nobody I love to blame this. but the part that is you are you have nobody to blame but yourself. You, your biggest opponent is that person you look in the mirror every day. That's on you to get to get yourself over, get yourself on that show. If you if you usually have a 15-minute match, and now I'm down to eight. Well, then guess what? I'm going to maximize all eight minutes of that show. But whether it's on my entrance, my exit, whether I cut a promo on the way to the ring, whether it's the way I sell, if I get four minutes, I get four minutes. If I get five minutes, that's 300 seconds. I'm going to maximize every second I can to get myself over with somebody to say, man, I, I, I went to the show because Anderson and Gallows wrestled Ryder and Hawkins. Oh man, it was good. But let me tell you about uh, these guys, Matt Turner and Andy Hedder. Man, I never heard of these guys before. Or I've heard of these guys before. Boy, these guys are really good. These guys are standouts. Now I'm going to go to this next show. Now I'm going to you track them on social media. Now I'm going to buy their stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees. So and people are people are whining and complaining that they're taking spots, but they should be looking at it as this opportunity. And that's what they're not doing. They're not looking at the positive of it. And that's the way that I'm looking. I, that's the way that Andy's looking at it. That is the greatest yeah, way too, then, like because that is the opposite. And they have point. to wrestle somebody too. Yeah. Well, so, I was, well, I was so thinking, like, let's say they wrestle any indie guys. You get that match graphic. That's gonna blow up right there. Like, yep. Yeah, it was me and Gilbert. But come on, how many people see that? All right. You'd be surprised. But <laughs> more, here's more the than, thing: more than two people. No, I'm saying I'm saying in a, a positive way. Like, yeah. yeah, more people seen that match graphic than two other guys from PPW. Nothing, not to shit on anybody, but yeah. Like, they remember the Gilbert match and me, and they didn't remember the the main event. Yeah, and listen, so, and, and that's you know, and then PPW has been, you know, 
that's why they put you in that situation because they know someone coming in or someone brand new to the company, they could be like, yo, we could throw him to Andy Hedder because we know without question Andy's going to take care of him. The kid's not going to get hurt and he's going to have a great match. It's like that's because you mm-hmm. work. So here's here's another thing, and I'm glad you brought this up because it is really quick to, to put your mind that negative thing. If you're, and th- I'm not saying that's how Sonny Kiss feels or that's how Sonny Kiss should feel, but exactly the way Matt spun it is the way, like, if I was in that situation, is how I would do it. Like, for a couple weeks there, I'm not going to lie, for a week, I was like, man, this quarantine sucks, we can't do the show, you know? And then I was like, no, F that. Like, I will find a way to do this over the phone. I will find ways to keep doing interviews. If I'm home and I'm doing doing nothing for eight hours because I'm not working, I'm going to find a way to record. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like this this time is not a time to be lazy. This time is not a time to sit back. And, I mean, if you're injured or you have something going on, this is the perfect time to rehabilitate. But, like... Yeah, Adina Steele. Adina Steele. Obviously, you can't go to a gym. She's at home working her ass off. Like this is gonna be. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm sure you guys are doing the same thing as well. But like this is the time when wrestling comes back. Like from the indies all the way up, you're gonna see who put that work in for these for this month that they had no chance to do anything and who's been working on their promos. Social media presence. Are you putting promos out? Are you are are you kicking up your social media game? Are you are you doing your push up sit ups dips at home? Doing anything you possibly can to stay fresh. You know what I mean? Like this is the time to find out if you're a promoter, if you're a company, if you're someone like a like a PPW, an outbreak, a true wrestling. Uh, you know what I mean? A true. Like, like who who has been taking this seriously and who really their craft means something because when they had no opportunity to do it, who took it to, to, to who took their game to the next level, waiting for it to come back instead of waiting for it to come back and then get and then find a, and then slowly build your way back into it again so i do like that you definitely brought that mentality up and that just goes to show like the cut of cloth you come from coming from where you came from and where you trained from and some of the amazing people that you've been around and 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 got that mentality from you know what i mean so i i, I really yeah. glad that you brought that up and, and i have to put myself over but i mean i'm still up i mean i used to get up at quarter to four to do to go to the gym because that's just the only time i was able to do it. i'm still up around five thirty quarter to six you know, I get my mile and a half run in. I do my push-up, sit-up, scotch Bible, whole nine. You know, I have like a little kickboxing thing in my garage. I, I still do that constantly. And because now I'm working from home, I have the TV on in the background. I'm constantly watching wrestling. And Andy can tell you how many times I'm texting him. I'm like, hey, man, I watched this. These guys did this. What if we did this? What if we did this? What if we worked this psychology? What if we did this? What if we had this injury? Like I'm constantly, constantly texting. I know the poor guy's. He's one of the very few people that's actually actually working. Yeah. So I'm probably bothering him. I literally have. I literally keep a little notebook with me at all times. I'm constantly writing things down. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's going. It's it's once everything. I mean, who knows how long this thing is going to last? I know. Right as we record this, it's the middle of April. <laughs> you know, it might be another two weeks. It might be another three weeks. It might be another month. But it's like, yeah, once the Indies get back up and running. And these guys are going to be on these shows, you know, obviously because now they have no income coming in. So now it's just like, well, who are these promoters are they going to put them with? Are they going to put them up against somebody that's not doing anything, that got fat, that got lazy? Are they going to put them in the ring with, a, you know, Matt Turner and Andy Hedder that are right. with, bu- busting their ass? You're, you know, and, and, and got sweet, sweet new gear. Yeah. yeah oh, that, new gear and, yeah, <laughs> that gear is like fantastic. That. We got the sweet new gear. And any time those, those teams were, as soon as somebody was released, uh, as soon as a revival was released, I texted Hedder and I said, that's a match. I said, let me put that graphic up. And then you text me, like, Anderson and Gallows got released. And boom, I went right to social media. I'm like, what, what about this match? When you make then, those you know, tags, please tag the page or put it on the page as well. You know what I mean? Because if you're someone who's listening okay. to the podcast, you're hearing it first. I know there's a lot of promotions who listen to us because of the work we put in going to promotions. Um, Blue and Gold is ready for anyone who's on the market. So you have your Kurt Hawkins, Zach Ryder.
Rider, you have your you have your revival, you have your uh, your you know anyone who's out there now. Blue and Gold's ready. You you want to you want to bring right. them in? They are there to put that work in, and they're dream matches. You know what I mean? Listen, I'll be there to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I just want to get back to study Kiss, and then we can move on to the next guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he only has they only use him a little bit here and there, but like how many guys would kill for that spot? I would. Yeah. You know, yeah. Matt, Matt would. I mean, there's so many people that would love to wrestle on AEW Dark. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks he's not getting a push or whatever, but hey, at least he's there. Like Jim Ross says, you, you know, at least you have a jersey. You're on the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They get a lot of views. I, I would. I would be get getting. I would be sitting there like, yo, you know how like in companies they have those T-shirts laying around, especially if you're higher level. I'd be like, yo, can I get an extra one of those shirts just in case? Kind of to stash this away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next guy on the list, Brian. You kind of just brought them up, but I will put them as a package deal here. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I watch. I, I, you know, I mean, obviously as a wrestling fan, I, I took a huge break from from WWE. So when I came back, I think the last thing I seen is everyone popped when Zack Ryder won the IC title, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I'm going to be honest. I mean, he looks fantastic, but Same here. but I, I just didn't. I was like, I, I don't know. Maybe just because I, I haven't been following. Like, if you turn on wrestling now, there's going to be guys you're going to see like an AJ Styles and stuff. But if you didn't see them, you don't see them in the ring. But you're like, well, what is, makes him so special? You know what I mean? But So I can definitely see that aspect. But it he didn't do much for me. And then Kurt Hawkins came in, and he was just a guy who lost every week. So that's a gimmick. I'm already in. You know what I mean? That's me. I love that kind of shit. Um, but then they, I, I started following their their toy their toy videos and stuff, and I was just like, kind of looking at his personality. I'm I, I became a fan of Curtis Hawkins. Like I kind of like his personality and his demeanor. I don't know how he is in the ring, but if he were to get picked up in another company or you know go somewhere, he would be a guy I'd be excited to kind of jump on his team on somewhere on a play platform where he can work, and I'd be excited to see him work outside of the WB aspect. And I okay. No, when when Cody first uh, asked for his release, I think he was on Jericho's podcast. You might have to get a little bit closer to your microphone. You're getting a little quiet. Hear me? Much better. Yes. Okay. When uh, Cody first asked for his release, I think he was on like Jericho's podcast for like three months, talking about all the great great stuff he was doing. And then Jericho asked. You're getting quiet again. I want to say it was Jericho. Jericho asked him who uh, who in the WWE would you like to see get you know. That I think would fit, you know, what you're doing. He said Zack Ryder, but Zack Ryder is such a WWF guy, WWE guy. Like that's all where he wanted to work. But I think that if he if he got if he went somewhere for a year, year and a half, and then you know they saw how well he was doing, that they would bring him back and be even a bigger star. But what buried Zack Ryder is he went and he got over on his own, and they don't like yep. that. Yeah. Well, that's exactly the that. thing. Zack Ryder has proven to WWE that he can make it on his own. Like, just look at the Survivor Series when they were in New York, and the entire crowd, it was a match with the Rock and, the Rock and John Cena versus Miz and R-Truth, and the entire crowd for the main event is chanting, we want Ryder, we want Ryder, mm-hmm. the entire night. That's all they chanted was, we want Ryder. But they're the same scumbag Zach fans Ryder who will sit there and say, was, we want Ryder, and like, let's put a title on Ryder, the fans want it. They're like, fuck, why do they put it on Zack Ryder? That's stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, but, that's, but no, because when Zack Ryder became United States champion, the crowd went freaking wild. Yes, they yeah. did. It was horrible booking. They, yeah. they book him to become United States champion, and then he gets kicked in the dick by Eve, and then he gets thrown off the stage by Kane, and it becomes about John yeah, was, Cena, and they just yeah. they backroaded him completely. If, and WWE always does that because they don't want you to get over on your own. They if only anybody, want you to get over, if they get you over. Yeah. If anybody ever, ever in the last fifteen years, besides maybe CM Punk, grabbed the brass ring 
it was besides maybe CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. If anybody besides those two ever grabbed the brass ring, it was Zack Ryder, and they punished him for it over yep. and over and can, over again. Can, well, here's a quick segue to a, a guy, and I know he's going to be on the list later, but another guy in that list who I think could be on that re- regimen as well, where they gave him the stupidest things to work with, but he found a way to make it the best of it, and people fucking loved it because it was him, Rusev. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, but I think Rusev is on the top of the list of what of, uh, most wanted. It will always yeah, be Rusev yeah. Day for me. That dude is a – I love Rusev. Like, I've been a fan of him since I since the first time I laid eyes on him. Like, this dude is it. Like, he's awesome. <laughs> and, he, and you don't you know why they didn't do anything with him? Why they buried him? Because his wife is hot, and they don't think because yeah. his wife is hot, and they don't think he should have her. <laughs> no, no, John Morrison same, syndrome. No, same reason why they buried Zack Ryder because he got over on his own. But like, but they put him on TV, and they're like, "We're gonna put him on a really shitty angle where people are gonna think this is so stupid." And he's like, "Watch me, I'm good at what I do. They will eat out of the palm of my." He walked down. During a segment where his wife was cheating on him with another man wearing a Donald Duck shirt, and I and he and the crowd went crazy for him. That was that was Rusev saying, "I no longer give a fuck." Yeah, <laughs> you know? but he's still like that whole Lana and Rusev thing was the dumbest thing ever. But it was the most mm-hmm. watched segment on YouTube for WWE, and they're like, "What are we doing wrong? Like, we cannot bury this guy." So they're like, "Just get and- him off TV. Just don't put him on TV because if he gets camera time, they will eat it up." And the amazing thing is they started him off as this generic foreign uh, heel. And he was good in the role. He was very good in the role. He was I like thought. a modern-day Iron Sheik. Yeah, he was uh, He was such an He is such an effortless baby face, though. You just immediately like that guy. Mm-hmm. And and it's a great skill to have. And I know in the chat, uh, as far as like where he might go, AW was I, – I, if, I, if I'm Tony Khan, I, I, I was on the phone with him after I – the second I saw him, I think he got oh, it. Oh, yeah. 100%. is definitely going to be the top guy that gets signed. Yeah. Right. And he's going to get a huge contract from AEW. He's going to be a huge baby face. He's going to be a big-time star. But uh, I know but Andy and I are kind of hoping. Back to Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder, I think, will be in AEW just because of his relationship with Cody. Like, Cody yeah, really he, has has so po- he posted that thing today, like, and I, Cody was, like, praising him, so I would say, Zack probably get a job. If they're going to hire Dr. Luther because he has friends and high faces, they'll hire they'll hire Zack Ryder too yeah I know but keep to go on here anybody uh, the, uh, you, knew you said your little package deal so who would be the next guy on the list I kind of jumped ahead and put uh, Rusev ahead of you yeah well, yeah, well Rusev's fine but we'll, we'll just finish out Rusev here I know Andy and I were talking back and forth in the chat about this uh, the other day the day it happened we both kind of really want to see Rusev have a little spot in uh, New Japan and wrestle guys like Ishii and wrestle Minoru just just make the never title the big guy title for a little bit and just have all these big tanks go at each other. Well, here's It'll be a, great. Here's a quick question, too. 100%. How many guys do you think will, will do because they're free agents and maybe a Rusev that has that star power that can do that? Or maybe like a Zack Ryder or Kurt Hawkins could be like, you know what? I could really sharpen my teeth over in Japan or I could sharpen my teeth here or go to a company like if I get signed to an Impact or I get signed to an NWA or I get signed to an AEW, you turn around and say, listen, man. Um, I can make X amount of money doing the indie circuits when this starts back up. If you're going to sign me, I want the clause where I can still go work a promotion, a promotion like Japan. Because a, if anyone's going to be open to that thing, 
it's gonna be a guy like AEW. If I'm a if I'm a WWE star yeah. who has been locked to WWE and can't do anything but WWE, I don't think I'd be really quick to jump the gun and sign another contract like that. Where if you see a guy like Jericho and Moxley and these guys who are getting new AEW contracts, where they're like, yeah, you're an AEW guy, but will if you work hard enough or you get the right push or you talk to the right things or say the right things in your your pitch. Well, they'll let you go work New Japan show. They'll let you go work a show here. They'll let you bounce back and forth. I would 100% work, lean towards that side of the contract where you can be a guy who can work both sides of the, the fence because it's never been. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a new sign of wrestling that is out. It's it's like foreign to it's like that was never a thing until like once you hit the indie scene and then you sign to that big name, you're stuck. And that is yeah. kind that that wall is breaking, which is kind of cool. And that's the whole idea of AEW is where they're like, yeah, you could be an AEW guy, but we're open to you going in other places because if you are on our American television and you go kill in Japan, you're gonna like we see as a business side that's smart for us. You know what I mean? And that's also gonna be something that's gonna be beneficial for Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor has that at least at least for the time being that relationship that they seem to be rebuilding. With New Japan, so that's going to be another one. Where... Ring of Honor right now is licking their chops. They're like, you took everything from us, and now you let 30 people go? We will take whoever wants to come here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This is a great way for them to fill fill back up their roster. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and they, they're they doing a good thing. Last three or four months, they're doing a really good job. They had a lot of momentum going into their anniversary show a couple weeks ago, and then obviously... That's yeah. when uh, everything was going. Marty Scroll was a huge Honor. get for Ring of Honor, like because everyone's like he's going AEW, and then they're like, oh my god, he's on he's on he's on NWA Power, and they're like, well, no no no, he's he's a behind the scenes dude at Ring of Honor. You're like, what the fuck is yeah, going he on? Yeah, resigned here? with Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. nobody expected him to resign. Yeah, nobody. That's a big get because they yeah. thought they were losing another big name. Yeah, that they need fresh blood in that. Uh, Galerius Hunter Johnson's been booking like twice as long as Gabe was, and it's just you can tell his ideas are just running dry. Yeah. Plus, Sinclair did not want to spend any money, and they said the Sinclair Broadcasting uh, Network actually has more money than Vince. Yeah, they have more money than Khan, even more money than more God. Money, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they just they I think they're spending like what was it, like four point five percent of like their income on like Ring of Honor. Like, come on. Yeah. You wanted to order so, or not? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what Marty Scroll said. Like, look, we got all this money. Let's open up our checkbook. Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's start signing some of these guys. And that's what they did. You know, they re-signed Tracy Williams. They re-signed Roosh. Obviously, Marty Scroll got a got a really good deal. Um, you know, they're starting to bring some of the tag division back. So I'm really excited to see what Ring of Honor is going to do. Uh, you know, 2020. And, and because of that Japan connection, I could really see these next two, maybe having a few a uh, few things going on in Ring of Honor, and that's uh, Anderson and Gallows. Yeah, well, you guys seen that I shared it in the chat where Gallows posted, he changed his Twitter name back to Machine Gun Carl mm-hmm. Anderson, and then he posted that uh, picture of Tokyo, Japan. So I would think in New Japan, he probably called up Ghetto and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you back as soon as we come back. So yeah. I think and that's then, where uh, he's going. Tomatonga put up the, uh, the, the, the two finger sign for life, and yeah, that, yeah, well, that seems to be. You bring him yeah. in. I mean, maybe if Gallows wants to go too, I mean, it seems like Anderson definitely wants to go because Gallows owns a tattoo shop. Uh, you bring them in, make them look like he's going to join a bull club, and then you have them be a face because they're going to share. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Did you see what? Um, I will. Fit, fit, I'm not to jump the gun, but as far as agent goes, Finley got released, and Jay, Jay White says he uh, he tagged Finley, and he said I get I tagged uh, fit Finley and David Finley, fit Finley's son. He said. <laughs> Hey, Fit, I have a spot for you in the bullet club. And David Finley goes, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay White's so smart. I know, I know sending them back to Japan would be fantastic for a Japan fan. But once again, another guy, guys who can definitely break that fourth wall, man. You want to talk about 
AEW getting a solid tag team division. You bring you bring a team that got released. We'll get into later in the list, and then these guys for the Bucks and all these other mm-hmm. people. Holy! Right, if you're talking about the revival, they're not on the list. Oh, they were released before that. You're right. Yeah, the yeah, revival. They, they were released. Yeah, before yeah that, the re- the. Re- I hope you're not talking about the colognes. Yeah, the yeah the colognes, <laughs> man. They're gonna be the colognes are gonna be a big economy. Uh, but no, but like. They're already working uh, for the dad in Puerto Rico, so they're going to keep doing that. Yeah, they, yeah, I, but if you I, if you want to talk about the revival, those guys are gonna they can have any checkbook they want because they're one of the best tag teams in the world, yeah. and they've been in talk. Listen, I know that's not legally they're allowed to be in talks with AEW, but if you don't think they've been talking to the Bucks behind the scenes, getting this ready, you guys are crazy. For over a year. <laughs> yeah, they've been yeah. they've been setting this up for a year and a half. They're, the they whole the whole f the revival go. thing. You don't think that's been a secret message that as soon as they come over, it's going to be a rivalry? Yep, yeah. exactly. They're just like after blood and guts, we're going to clear our schedule Speaking in. Of, and, uh, that's a good name for them, the revival read. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> or just keep f the revival. <laughs> I feel like we. I think, right. I think it's going to be called FTR. They're FTR. Yeah. Like it doesn't stand yeah, for anything. FTR. FTR. I wrote they were the mechanics in uh, NXT for a little bit before they were the they revival, were. but I don't think they own that, so I don't think they. No, can no, no, I wouldn't no, call them mechanics. Yeah, they do. All right, we are we are pushing the hour. We are pushing the fifty-five minute mark. So let's get to that next uh, the next guy on the list. Our next person on the list. Uh, next guy is Eric Young. Yeah, I mean, impact. Yeah, yeah impact. I liked Eric Young, and I felt that he didn't get a, he got a raw deal on WWE. Impact, uh, Ring of Honor, especially especially NWA. now. NWA uh, Impact. I think Impact yeah. definitely just because they're they're in Canada now. They're out of, based out of Canada. Yeah, he's an Impact legend. I think it's a, if it's like a glove. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think impa- impacts the way to go, hundred percent. Do they have so kind of move right along? Do they have giants in okay. NWA, like big giant type dudes? Um. Oh well, well, what the the what, Beer, Beer City Bruiser and uh, Brian Maloney? Or, what's his name? Maloney. Maloney. Yeah. Camille. <laughs> yeah, Camille. <laughs> she oh, is, but she... what's his name? Brand's pretty big. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Let's move, sorry. Let's move on. I I don't want to dwell too much on Eric Rowan. I'm no offense, to Eric Rowan, but I, I want to. We have a lot to cover. <laughs> no, this is Eric Young, Tony. Eric, Eric Young, Young. Sorry, Eric Young. <laughs> yeah, from what Sanity, Sanity, which which got their legs cut off uh, a little prematurely. He was the yeah, leader. I heard, yeah, I said the wrong name. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, maybe he could also have, uh, reunite with his his wife, ODB. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <man. laughs> Go ahead. So the next name, and I, I know Dave Meltzer Former is trying to champions. say. Uh, I, I know Dave Meltzer said he could be a good fit with uh, maybe AEW, and I think uh, Janela was trying to court him to AEW, and that's Leo Rush. Oh, 100%. Why, why wouldn't you take a Leo Rush? I mean, yes, maybe he does have some some mental issues where he does go through some spats. where he, he, he goes he, he goes, very young. He goes through some depression or some anxiety, but I don't think that's enough to, to write somebody off. But, I mean, some companies might do that because of it. But I think he's been very – once he went through his spat where he, like, WWE kind of let him go and him kind of coming out and being honest, like, this is something I suffer with. I think a lot of people are like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, they're not like, oh, you're a piece of shit, Leo Rush. You're just yeah. a cocky asshole. He's like, no, like – Yes, I'm a cocky piece of shit. And I do say some things I don't mean, but like I, I suffer with some anxiety and depression, and sometimes I say stuff I shouldn't say, and I know it's not, a, it's not an acceptable thing or it's not an escape mode or excuse, but I do suffer from this. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know what I mean? Let's. And once they brought him back, he was pretty. You didn't hear anything negative. About yeah. Him. No, when he came no, back, I guess, he... I, guess, I guess I said Mark Henry set him straight. I guess Mark Henry was on somebody's podcast and been holding the guy from Chicago. Oh, good. Yeah, and knowing that he's in a in the Baltimore DC area, knowing uh, just the way he wrestles and everything, I think this is a guy Ring of Honor should be calling. 
thousand. Yeah. 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 If uh-huh. I'm Ring of Honor, if I'm Marty Stoll, this is the first out of everybody that got released. This is the first guy I'm going for. Thousand. Yeah, I think I think he would be best off from Ring of Honor. I mean, what AW calls, yeah. And, and, and New Japan calls, sure. R- Ring of but, Honor, he would be a big fish in a small pond, and I think it would be a great fit for him. Yeah, he was there before. He was there about a year and change. He just started getting a big portion of that NXT called. Yeah. Yeah. I, we I just got to get you a little closer my... to your mic again, Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, he was in Ring of Honor. For, he won their, um, their Young Lions tournament, the Top Prospect tournament. And then he wrestled, I want to say it was a Marty Scroll at a pay-per-view for the TV title. And then uh, he was starting to get a big portion, and then NXT came calling. Yeah. Yeah, I was leaning towards AEW, but you guys convinced me. I think Ring of Honor would be the spot for him. Yeah. Imagine, imagine him in Best of Super Juniors next year in New Japan. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Or even like, I know he's not maybe size-wise because he put some weight on, but like him in a Will Ospreay match? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Holy Yeah, Will's doing heavyweight, but he, they, they mix a match a little bit. But yeah, definitely the, the Super Junior, 100%. Yeah. Wow. If Leo Rush went to Japan, I'd be excited. Like that would be a name that would make me, me jump. And I know there's huge names in Japan, and it made me sound like a jerk for saying it. But I have to. You have to realize, like I'm coming from a fan who only watched one promotion for a long time, so I don't really know much about Japan. Like I know guys came from there and they built up great names, but like if a name like Leo Rush went over to Japan, or even like a name like Rusev, that would spark my interest to go watch some stuff over there. Definitely, they. When you have a bankable name like that, they, New Japan World exploded when they got Jericho. Yeah, and and obviously none of these guys is going to be at that level of impact. But my yeah, first, my first, have, my first New like Japan that. thing I've ever watched. I didn't watch the whole card, but I watched the Jericho, uh, the Jericho and uh, Kenny Omega match. Kenny Omega. Omega. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think Leo Rush is going to have a problem getting a job. Yeah, absolutely not. All right, next on the and list, the next guy. Yeah, the next guy, and this is another guy. Just personally, I would think. Like Ring of Honor, this guy would be perfect as a guy backstage. You got to keep things uh, presence for the younger guys. Maybe even an on-camera authority figure, Kurt Angle. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Even... Yeah, he can't can't wrestle anymore. But uh, like, who wouldn't want him like as some type of involvement in the company? What if you put him and back? I think what if you put him back in Impact? See... Yeah, I think I just don't see Kurt Angle going to Ring of Honor. I feel like Kurt is not going to go somewhere unless it's a big, big company. That's mm-hmm. yeah. So. I could see Kurt taking some kind of backstage role with AEW. I think he'd be a big help there if he was a backstage figure. What if, what if he swore everybody went to AEW and he became like a Jake the Snake style thing where he just managed somebody? I'd be all right with that. I don't know who yeah, who, I'd be fine with that. but yeah. If you maybe separated him from the inner circle, you could make him be like Hager's like trainer. You could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go, yeah. I mean, one of the best wrestlers of the past generation, so I mean, he'll, he'll mm-hmm. find his spot somewhere. Yeah, 100%. I'm a big Angle fan. It's true. It's damn true. Yeah. Next guy on the list is Heath Slater. There's a guy that I, I like I don't really see much past the Indies for him. Yeah, I agree. I think he could do pretty well for himself in the Indies, but yeah, I, I think be, he I think he would maybe kill Maybe NWA. You me pictures. I think he'd kill yeah, NWA. I think he'd kill it in the Indies. I'm gonna be honest, if if a PPW was like, Hey, we're getting Heath Slater this show, I'd be excited for it. Yeah, I mean it'll do well in the Indies, but like I they AEW really after him. New Japan, no, and maybe Impact. Dude, could you imagine him on the? Could you imagine him on the indie circuit? NWA. Him on the indie circuit. Oh, he'd be fun. Yeah. With with the, please come to this show. I got kids. Like he just keeps rolling with that oh, thing. Yeah. He would kill it. He would kill it. He could, if he works it the right way, he could be the next Joey, like the next Joey Ryan. 
I don't know about that. I honestly think he can. Like, he does that whole white blue collar wrestling. Like, I got kids, man. You need to buy an autograph. Like, he would, I think he would, I think it'd be funny. I, I, I think he would do really well as far as getting booked every weekend and, and sell a lot of pictures and stuff. I think he would do very well with that. Yeah, I think he'd do I, very I, I think he would do great in the NWA. I think he would be excellent. Yeah, the disconnect with him is uh, he's not bad in the ring. He's just not, you don't watch a Heath Slater match. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, he hasn't really been able to, but like even when he was, like you, yeah, you know. Or maybe Impact, you put him with Rhino again. That was a fun too. Yeah, there yeah. You go. Or listen, De- that. De- Destiny can intervene right here, okay? Three MB, Jinder Mahal got fired. <laughs> he got super jacked. No. He got super jacked. Came back, became world champion. Drew McIntyre got released. Got super jacked. Came back, became world champion. Heath Slater is gonna leave for like two years. <laughs> come back, super freaking rip. He's gonna come back like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's, he's gonna come back. <laughs> He's, He's going to be in the Indies because there's no wellness policy. Yeah, I was going to say they have <laughs> drug tests on the Indies. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. going to come back super jacked and become the next NXT world champion. Take, take, you know, guys, we're talking about... take, pictures, take pictures now of Heath Slater's neck because after he goes on the Indies scene, you're never going to see it again. <laughs> Don't worry. Ta- I, I already have a meme going that I'm going to post on the page where you see this meme I made of Heath Slater. <laughs> Someone who's good at you know, Photoshop we're... needs to Photoshop Heath Slater as like when Overeem went from 185 to 300 pounds of solid muscle in six months. Oh, yeah, over in Pride. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you. I got you. I'll post it now. He's probably yeah, he's kind of heavyweight in Pride. But, you know, guys, we're talking about all these uh, where, where everybody's going to wind up. We've never talked about MLW. MLW's been on a roll these last few yeah. years. I mean, yeah. they keep growing that company. There's another place where some of these guys might wind up. What is it? GCW? That I mean, you get a big name game in a, 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 Yeah, they they've been they've been really blowing up the scene when it just comes to indie guys. But they get a big name in their company. They can they can do some stuff as well. There, yeah, there, be a rush, be good fit there. There's an act on this list that uh, MLW I think might be a, a logical progression for them. All right, and who, uh, who, do, who do we got next? Well, next, and this isn't the MLW person I'm thinking, but next is Aiden English. This one I'm this shocked. Is I, like, this is I'm honestly shocked with this one there. because he's a guy who who isn't he married to Guerrero's uh, daughter? Yeah, he's married. yes. I thought that they was enough her too, or she quit. I think. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was enough to uh, to keep him on board, but. From what I heard, from what I heard, he can. He's very versatile. He's he's he can go in the ring. He can go behind a mic. He can do pretty much anything you ask of him. He could be a behind the scenes guy. He could be a trainer. I don't see him having he a was problem. Announcing, yeah, yeah, announcing. I don't well, see him, him having. Back with Simon Grimm. Well, what's his net like? Three I would stay away from Grimm. I don't know. Simon Gotcha. I would. Yeah. I would yeah. stay I away mean, from. I would stay away from Gotcha. He's kind of like a black hole, but I'm just saying that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, when they were in NXT, they were popular and they brought him up, and it was like. Yeah, Simon Gotch, Simon, uh, he's, Simon Grimm is really good. He does more of like an, uh, like a jiu-jitsu style, yeah. uh, which is like right up my alley. But I mean, who's got to say that they couldn't put Rusev back with uh, Aiden English and do the Rusev oh, yeah. date yeah. somewhere? Yeah. Would, I wonder if he yeah, would still be allowed to be Rusev somewhere else, though. I don't no, know. No, he'd be like Miro or yeah. Yeah, Miroslav, something like that. Yeah. I think they have the copyright for that. Aiden English is another guy. Uh, I think that, that singing thing – Kind of fits in with NWA power a little bit, like what what oh, yeah. Aaron Stevens yeah, is I doing agree. and things like that. That he yeah. would fit like a glove there. He, I'll tell you what, he was one of the guys when we went to the SmackDown show in Wilkes-Barre. We were like, "Yo, English!" and he turned around and he gave us like a wave and a bow. Like he 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 definitely still plays with the crowd. Like I don't know, I just I think he I could be wrong, but just my judge of character alarm goes off, and I just feel like he's a, a pretty chill dude. Next one is Sarah Logan. Yeah, I, I shimmer. Shimmer. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, she has a lot of potential. Ring of Honor, maybe. Yeah, Ring of Honor, possibly. Oh, they need her. Yeah, they need her. I, I don't really see AW going after her just because she 
you know, people don't really know much about her because she never really had a chance to shine. And I mean, she never. She, I mean, yo, she lost. She her, lost a lot of weight and got. And she, she's she like, did. Yeah, I don't know. AEW. I think when it comes to the women division, I would take whoever you can get. Yeah, because so, their division is so poor, so they should sign whoever they can. Somebody brought it up. I forget who, but um, GCW. She's done a lot of the hardcore stuff in the Indies before. She was crazy Mary Dobson. Yeah. GCW and Sarah Logan might be a fit. Yeah, hey, you never know. She's she's another one where wherever she goes, I would support. I, I just the whole the whole team of like watching the Riot Squad behind the scenes and just watching their friendship and seeing kind of all like I'm a person who obviously I'm a fan of you in the ring, but I will I will follow what you kind of do outside the ring a little bit to see how your actual mm-hmm. character is. And I've never seen anything about Sarah Logan that I wasn't a fan of. And then the next name is and then, and this one is I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. I think it's WWE or bust for this guy because he's a lifer. Referee Mike Kyoto. Yeah, I mean, well, that guy probably has so much money. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised they got rid of him, but uh, I don't know. Does he even want a ref, uh, referee anywhere else? I don't know. Autograph yeah. sessions, he'll probably do podcasts, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. He'll be all right doing yeah, wrestling. I'm assuming he's probably just going to retire. And I don't know. And if he, I can see him fitting into the AEW scheme. A bunch of guys over there like, yo, Kyoto's available. You should grab him. Yeah. I, I mean, don't think they need refs, really. Yeah, they kind of fool on refs, but I mean, you never know. I, I would I, I would bring him I would bring him into the fold even if he doesn't referee maybe like an advisor like hey hey guys like you're doing things well but just maybe hear some ideas or tips. You're just trying to get rid of Matt's cousin Paul Turner in AEW, yeah, are you? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan I'm of Bryce AEW. I think AEW years, refs are so. fantastic. I I really enjoy yeah. the referee work in AEW. I I love Bryce Remsburg, so I'm all about the AW refs. I mean, they're getting they're getting better if you just completely ignore logic when they just stand there and watch people interfere in matches and hit people with weapons that don't disqualify. See, I think they're getting better at that. And you know who you know who get really absolutely you know who got really good at putting herself in the right situation so she doesn't look stupid is that is it Aubrey? What's her name? Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah. Well, apparently Jericho took them backstage and said about about to to the refs like, hey, why why are we letting all this go on? You look like idiots here. I honestly, the Aubrey where 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 Penelope Penelope Ford went in and did this like she's she put herself in the right position and then she kind of gave the glance like what the hell was that and then she's like oh shit this like I think she sold that as a referee marvelously. We'll get into the AEW thing later, but I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's really good as a referee. And we kind of we kind of jumped the gun on this one a little earlier. Eric Rowan that was that was one that surprised me a little bit. Eric Rowan me too. Me. There's a guy that I think is is just a WWE guy and that's about it. Yeah, the Indies will bring him in, but like I don't know. I think the best he ever did was when uh, he was dating Brian Teeter. Yeah. Yep. And other than that, I, I mean, the guy doesn't have that much charisma. Yeah, he's big. But, I mean, then like Bruce Pritchard says, then that bell has to ring. So, I don't know. Or maybe Impact. Yeah. Well, I, he, he'll make a lot of money on the news. This is another, truth, another, another thing that you got to think about with these. These guys are going to be working, you know, they do have an open contract where they, you know, work here and there for AEW or they work whatever. But, I, I mean, if I'm these guys, they definitely – want to do indies because your merch is going to be hot oh yeah picture, picture autograph t-shirts i mean these guys say they make a grand per show i'm just using an example then they can make like 500 on merch so say they work twice a week well there's three thousand dollars just by working twice a week yeah they could all set up and they can all set up pro wrestling tea stores they're gonna all do cameo there, there's a lot of avenues for them to, mm-hmm. to to make some money now yeah absolutely bet on yourself bet on yourself and then uh, the next ones, and we kind of touched on these guys too. Uh, Primo and Epico, the clones. They'll probably just Puerto, Puerto Rico. Yeah. WWC, I mean, yep. 
I mean, already wrestling there. There's some guys that, like, hey, they're lucky they were there for as long as they were. I mean, when was the last time they were on TV? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not trying to shoot the gun here, but my phone is blowing up. I just added the Twitter account for that Redskins page. There's like already like a bunch of really notable Redskins podcasters that are already following our page because the guy who I'm doing the thing with is, I guess, like a Twitter legend when it comes to like the Redskins community and he, his his connections with people. You used to see some of the crazy men. We're getting like already messages from other people that are like, "We're really excited you're starting this podcast. I can't wait to hear it." Like, I'm like, I'm like shitting my pants over here right now. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have more people listen to the podcast than are at the games. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> That's a great burn, though. I like it. <laughs> yeah. If I wish, I wish I had that button activated because that was really, really, really funny. But. Yeah, I can't wait. Hey, listen, when we do the Eagles versus Redskins week, you got to call in and be like our our Eagle guy because we're that's one Absolutely. thing I that's one thing I want to do is when we play when we when we play when we play a team it's like say like week one we're playing I don't know who we play I didn't look at, I, I don't remember how the best schedule memorized but like say we're playing a team and I'm like I want a fan of that team to call in and have a friendly debate of how we think that game's gonna play out friendly. like I think that'd be really fun. There's well, a uh, but, you play the Steelers. You play the Steelers. Give me a call. All right. Well, all right. Sorry. Next guy on the list. I'm sorry. I just freaked out there uh, for a and, second. And I mentioned earlier that uh, there's a name on this list for like, hey, MLW, that might be a good fit here. And this is it for me. It's uh, Mike and Maria Canellis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Japan see again. Going back to ROH. Yeah. Okay. ROH would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, maybe. maybe the King. Yeah. If, if Carl's going back, it would be great to have Maria Canellis back. Uh, yeah. In, uh, do that spot again. <laughs> <laughs> listen, any if if she's willing to shake her butt um anywhere, I, I will I will follow me your <laughs> <laughs> Um and and uh I'm sure it didn't ha- it I'm sure uh, having the baby helped that help that thing a lot. So yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> our our episode where Marie Canals had a baby and the daddy is Brian, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for, I forgot all about that. That was very, that was right around the time I started. Yeah. Like who's the father of Marie Canales' baby? And like we were gonna do the whole Marie Canales thing, and then we let Alexa pick the topic that week, and she picked her. And then we're like, yeah. and then we're just like, we did the whole thing where Brian was the dad. <laughs> Again, to reiterate, I did not sleep with Maria Canales. Now, if it was the night, I was up. Been oh. I was up all night long. <laughs> That's awesome. Good, good, good spot. All right. Uh, does anyone want to dive into this one? I mean, I'll I'll do a little bit here. Um, you went to a company. Uh, you had some issues. They paid for your issues. Then you were like, I want out. And they're like, no, you should stay. And they gave you a contract and you took it. And then you had a baby and then you're like, I want out again. So, I mean, if anything, if yeah. anyone went to a company, we'll and, and there. if anyone went to a company and got really really well treated when it comes to like getting yourself well as a human and taking care of your your family man did wwe help those uh, that those people out <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean i i i say uh sorry on like wwe like i mean it feels like they played wwe but then maybe wwe played them so i mean i don't know it's yeah a, that's a weird situation that one i think i think so they the- they milked more money at a wwe than than x fell did yeah <laughs> So another thing that uh, we were talking about in the in the group chat this week, I think that they would be great for like one or two appearances in PPW because PPW you have Fasad and Danny Mo, you mm-hmm. have uh, Adina Steele, you could you could put her with just about any babyface on the roster, you could do Johnny Moran and Christina Marie. There'd be a lot of opportunity for them to to do something with that with them. Just yeah. uh, locally, that that was the first company that popped into my head. I agree. Uh, 
if if they showed up if they showed up at PPW, I'd be excited. I would go see Maria Canales. And, and, and again, Maria is another person who sell a lot of pictures too. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Maria's hot. She'll sell pictures, and uh, you know they'll be doing quite fine. <laughs> quite all right. Yeah, Ring what, of Honor seems to be the place. For what them. about Impact? If, if they do the whole like Maria Canales sex sells thing. They could bring her back. Yeah, they were there yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, they were there for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, if they left on good terms, I can see them going back. Impact just seems to well, have maybe, that, that possibly, angle more. Possibly, yeah, possibly AEW, but I, I'd say that's far down on the list of people assigned for AEW. All right, here's the thing. If I'm AEW and you're like, hey, Marie Canellis and, 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 and Mike want in, I'm like, uh, dude, we got we got uh, Kip and uh, Penelope. We're good. <laughs> that's what I would say, honestly. I'm being honest. I, I, yeah, I think, I think Mike, Mike Bennett's a much better wrestler than Kip Sabian. I think they're both actually better, uh, but at least one's younger and you can work well. with more. I don't know. That's just me. That's I think true, I, yeah. I think you already have a kind of a yeah, fit, that yeah, same I, kind of fit I would there. Take Kip, I, I would take Kip over Mike any day. I think Mike Stamen's good. WWE did such a good job of making him a laughing stock. I would never take him seriously, no matter what company he went to as a main star. Did, didn't, just, he have, didn't he have a really weird match with somebody, and it, and it was like a weird circumstance? But it was actually a good match for a, like a few minutes there, like where he actually showed he could work in the ring. Oh. Todd, uh, yeah, he, yeah. In WWE, yeah, like he's good. towards the no, end, Tony didn't see that match. He's talking oh, about yeah. like two hundred five live. No, no, no. Yeah, it was it was on Monday Night Raw. Was it was it? I don't want to say it was Rusev, but it was somebody where he's like, I'm sick of this, and he came down to fight somebody, and like for a couple minutes, he actually showed he could work, and then he'll, so he, he wrestled did, Ricochet. That's what it was. Ricochet that's was the what first it was, person. Yeah, yeah it was Ricochet. It was a good match. Like I was like, holy shit, this dude can he can go if he has to. Yeah, he's really good. I know. I remember when they first got their working relationship with New Japan as uh, one of the War of the World shows. I was like, oh, man, we're going to see all these great stars from New Japan. It was like Mike Bennett, our town of wrestling Mike Bennett, and, and everyone, like, crapped on it. And it was a, and it was in it was the Hammerstein Ballroom, so you have the hardcore of the most hardcore, and it was yeah. a really, really good match. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to discredit him in I'll go Maria, but, I mean, the dude yeah, can work. He's if, excellent. He, he can go he's if he has good, to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next in the list. One last main roster guy, and of all the people we're talking about, this is the one we're like, oh, I don't know, I don't see a path for him. Uh, no way, Jose is gone. Yeah, I think that's the WWE guy, and that's about it. And Indies. Yeah, Indies. Yeah, I think he. The conga line, I think it'd be fun. Like you just put all the like training school guys Listen, in the conga line. You you uh you go to PPW and you say no, Jose's going to be there, and you get some fans that run around the ring. They would eat that up. Tony just wants to be in the conga line. I'm just saying, yeah, I, I cool. would, I would do it if PPW is like, hey, we got, we got a Jose Hill coming in. You want to, you want to dance around? I'd be like, yeah, let me get my PPW hoodie on, and I would, <laughs> I mean, my, uh, my, my, yeah. t- my tornado tech podcast hoodie on. I'll go dance around the ring. Oh god, <laughs> oh boy. I, I would say, uh, no, no, thank you. I don't know. I would, I, I think he would be fine on the indie circuit for a while. Once again, I I, I've, I've never seen him actually place. go as a wrestler, so I can't really credit him on his wrestling ability. Yeah, the, the next place you'll see No Way Jose is probably working as a barista somewhere. <laughs> hey, with Tony Schiavone, this is going to be his yeah. for AEW. Yep. <laughs> what if AEW brought him in just to be like, this guy used to be really big, or he used to be a really cool thing on another company, but now he's a barista. <laughs> He's trying to take Matt Jackson's job as a new burglary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the possibilities are endless with these talents that are like, oh, especially if they want to take shots at WWE. <laughs> and just really quickly, before we jump on a few of the NXT people, uh, just to run really quickly through the producers that got furloughed because they uh, they could be back. Furloughed usually means they have the intention of bringing you back. Apparently, they said but you something don't about get paid, right? Yeah, you don't get paid. I think you might keep your insurance. I don't know. Um, 
but it's usually that the intention when you're furloughed is to bring you back. Yeah. And uh, the produ- the producers that were furloughed were Fit Finley, Shane Helms, Billy Kidman, Mike Mike Rotunda, Pat Buck, Sean Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, and Lance Storm. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Poor, poor Lance Storm. He just closed his uh, school like back in I think it was like the last late last year, like November. Or yeah. 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 I mean, he could reopen that, but still, that kind of did we yeah, did we go for four months. did we go through all the talent already that already got cut? Yeah, that that was everybody. Uh, cool. we, we grouped a lot of them together. We grouped yeah. a lot of the teams together and stuff. Uh, the NXT people, some of them like aren't really that well known. Uh, the biggest names, Dan Matha had been there for a long time. He was a bigger guy, and the, the big name whoever's, was uh, whoever's Deanna Perazzo. Cr- real quick, whoever's crunching a can, that's real. That's going. That's coming through big time. <laughs> we got it. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, as far as NXT, a lot of the names were people who were just like the Largo Lou people, or didn't even start. Uh, they were just training. They weren't even on shows yet. The two oh, big, right. yeah, the two big names were one of them was the rapper that rapped Adam Cole to the ring one time, and they signed him. Uh, but the two big names, oh, as far as that. well, they're saying also NXT. They're not releasing the names of the people that were cut from NXT, so there could be people we don't know of. Supposedly, yeah. hero. I keep hearing rumors, hero is one. Oh no! Wow. I, I, I can see heroes uh, well, everywhere, everywhere. But, everywhere. But, but there's a guy yeah, who went to NXT. Did he put on a lot of weight? And they really just like yeah. they didn't really use him very often. So like I, I, no. he'd be a guy. Maybe if he got let go, it, it would it wouldn't be a, a t- so much terrible thing for him. No, because he, he's a great wrestler. Yeah, Chris wrestler. Hero is an asset to anywhere he goes. Exactly, hundred percent. He, he's got a great mind. He's got a he, he's an amazing wrestler. He, anywhere he goes, he's going to make that company a million times better. Yeah, I I kind of look at Chris Hero as like if he were to if he were to go to the main roster, like the fans would look at him and be like, "We have Kevin Owens, dude. What do we need you for?" <laughs> like well, you know. Chris Hero, he's been more of a player coach for for NXT too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been helping guys get a. And while we're bringing up Chris Hero, I just wanna I wanna get the URL for this. I know one thing he's been doing really big lately is uh, there's an older school guy. Um, Tracy Smothers, he was in the the Young Pistols. Yep. Uh, yeah. FBI. The FBI and ECW, yeah. Uh, Chris Hero actually has a fundraiser coming up uh, right now. Tracy Smothers has um, – it looks like it's already broken its goal, but Tracy Smothers has stage 3 lymphoma. Oh, and oh geez. He's, he's lost 30, uh, 45% of his heart use. He has uh, cancer in the lymph nodes on both sides of his uh, diaphragm. And – Chris Hero sees Tracy Smothers as a mentor, somebody he has a lot of respect for. And if you go to GoFundMe.com and you search Tracy Smothers Cancer Benefit, he's actually started a GoFundMe <laughs> for for Tracy Smothers, and he's raised over twelve grand. I just wow. read, I just read, I just read reports. Where, I know this is kind of like completely off topic, but I just seen a report online of people re- reacting to everyone getting fired, and they all said, "Why wasn't it Baron Corbin?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be one. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, going back to the Tracy's mother's thing, I know firsthand that Tracy's mother's was a big mentor for not only Chris Hero, but uh, Claudio Cesaro, because they spent a lot of time together in uh, Ian Rotten's IWM itself. Yeah. The only uh, thing, the only Tracy, thing I, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and Tracy, because I, I did maybe about a dozen or so IWM itself shows, and Smothers and Chris Candino were two of the guys that would always pull the young guys aside and be like, here's what you did right, here's what you did wrong, here's what you can do better. I mean, those are guys who did not have to take time. Those guys are legends that didn't have to take time, and they would pull. It didn't matter if you were day one with the company or day 3,000. So, I mean, I mean Tracy Smothers, I mean, I know that I uh, 
I posted something for him as well, just to, just you know to, to kind of help out. But Tracy Smothers was a huge asset to, uh, to Hero and IWM itself. So I'm pretty sure Chris Hero is just doing everything he can to uh, to try to pay it back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything bad about him either about Tracy Smothers either. And, and a lot of people have stepped up within wrestling. I'm just looking at some of the things from the GoFundMe. Jimmy Jacobs chipped in two hundred dollars. Uh, Sammy Zane, two fifty. Mark Madden, the old WCW announcer, three hundred. Mick Foley chipped in a thousand. Scott Demore, two thousand. Chris Jericho, twenty five hundred. So they they really did step up for him. That's awesome. cool. You want to talk about but, a guy, uh, the, the, a guy who I wish got let go, and not because oh, I want him to lose his job, but I want him to go to another company and be everything he can be. Got Sammy Zane <laughs> and Cesaro. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, now he's the Intercontinental Champion. So yeah, why would you? Him. Why would you want that now? When Sammy Zane is finally the character he always should have been. He's this squirmy heel who's the champion. No, I want to see him go to a company. I want to see him go to a company and actually be able to work and not be a guy who runs away well, the I whole time. I think when uh, his contract comes up. You could have had that. All you had to do is watch Ring of Honor for the last 15 years and you would have seen that. I think he's got a friend in high place. I think Bruce Pritchard likes him. When he, when he, when he would, I I would literally say all the time, like, I don't know, I'm getting kind of sick of it, but every single time him and Kevin Owens are somehow in a match together, it never ceases to amaze me. Like, they did have ladder matches together, and I was like, they took bumps that I didn't even think were possible. Like, those, like, Sami Zayn is so good. Like, he's so good at what he does. Like, oh, my God, I just want to see more from him. The one thing I will fault Tracy Smothers on, though, just to get back to him real quick, he did a match a long time ago, and his opponent, unfortunately, is no longer with us. He wrestled uh, Odorous Arungus, the lead singer of Guar, <laughs> in a Loser Leaves Planet Earth match. Tracy Smothers lost the match and did not live up to the stipulation. Uh, and that's disappointing. He did not leave Planet Earth. Oh, my you God. Tyler, that photo was amazing. Did you see the photo? Great. Yeah. I did not know that match ever happened. I, yeah, I don't know where it was. Yeah, he, wrestled, uh, he wrestled Dave Brocky. Wow. How about that? But I'm speaking sure of Cesaro, real quick, because Tony brought him up, I just seen today uh, Cesaro was talking on the New Days podcast. And do you guys remember? Do you guys remember when Vince McMahon was on the Steve Austin podcast and he mentioned Cesaro about how Cesaro needs to improve if yeah. everyone wants to grab their brass ring or whatever bullshit that he said? Oh, that was yeah. the whole brass thing that first started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cesaro was saying the first people that texted him to make sure he was okay because everybody knew Cesaro was crushed by that. Like that hurt him really bad personally. He was like, "Damn, even the boss doesn't believe in me." But he said that the New Day were the first people to text him, be like, hey, man, keep your head up. Like, it's all right. Prove them wrong. Like, go out there, bust your ass, you know. But it was, it was a really good podcast. That's what the, the New Day is a team this. that literally everyone was like, this is the worst idea in wrestling history. And now look at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. like they, Dude, they, I'm 100%, I'm 100% guilty of that. When I seen them coming out with their freaking – I was like, this is going to fail so hard. <laughs> and then they beat they beat the, the – they were the it's, longest range team. a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Then they obviously, I know. knew they were the moment I knew they were going to be okay is when they when they started doing the New Day socks chance and then they started coming out with New Day socks. I'm like, they're going to be fine. They're, <laughs> they're turning into this and they're going to be just fine. <laughs> um, so the last bit is there anything else you want to cover when it comes to the uh, future endeavors section? Uh, yeah, just NXT. The two main people were Dan Matha, who I think was in the greatest Royal Rumble, he was a bigger guy that's been around for a while. And uh, somebody I think would fit in well with uh, either AEW or Ring of Honor, Deanna Perazzo. Okay. Ring of Honor yeah, might she... be awkward because her ex is the booker, but <laughs> yeah. And she posted and said that like she was happy about getting released because like, yeah. So I think she's gonna land on her feet. Yeah, yeah. She, she'll be out. I, I I didn't I didn't read the full article. I kind of just breezed through it when I was going through news before we started. But I believe Titus O'Neil donated a lot of money to the floor some Florida campaign when it comes to the coronavirus. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. I had to look more into it, but that's that's something that I just kind of breezed over real fast. 
Um, but yeah, so the, yeah. speaking of Florida, um, they're uh, <laughs> they they made WWE essential. Um, there has been a little yeah. bit of uh, a little bit of an interesting timeline. Does anyone on the show want to cover that timeline and see uh, maybe if there's anything shady going on here? Shady. It's it's politics. It's it's uh, <laughs> you scratch your back, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Because they were declared uh, Florida the thing where it's like non-essential, and then the next day there was a super PAC, a um, a political committee uh, that's trying to get Donald Trump reelected president. That Linda McMahon runs the committee. <laughs> she she left the Small Business Administration to run this committee to get Donald Trump reelected. And that committee uh, made a commitment to spend $18.5 million in, I believe it was Orlando and uh, I want to say Tampa. The next day, the next day, uh, WWE is all of a sudden an essential service because they bring a lot of money into Florida. <laughs> Get it, girl. Yeah, right. Jeez. <laughs> get it, girl. <laughs> hey, money money will make anyone change anyone's mind about anything. Listen, I get the whole corona thing is, is scary and I, it's horrible, but a part of me is like, listen, if WB tells their essential their employees like, hey, if you're if you're concerned about it, go you can go home. But I'm gonna be honest, I know these empty arena shows are annoying people and I know some of the people like it's not for everybody. But I do still kinda look forward to to watching the shows like i don't know not having anything i do i do respect the fact that they're at least trying to put some type of entertainment on for us um aew has when i was seeing people freak freaking out i'm like dude aew's on every week what are you like why are you not shitting on them for and then i realized like when i asked that in the chat i was legitimately asking because you have to realize i am like i am pulling myself in 15 different directions so i do miss some stuff when it comes to news um so that's why it's really helpful to have all you guys on the show but um so I was legitimately asking, like, well, why isn't people? And then realizing that AEW has, like, their editing has been so good, I didn't know that they have been all pre-recorded. Well, you kind of know. I think you might have noticed it this week because, unless she's a miraculous healer, Britt Baker was okay after getting her nose busted. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like maybe that match happened before the other one. Yeah, you, you might, you, you might be right there, Andy. Um, and and what the Mox, the the, the Moxley match was in the was in the uh, football stadium. Yeah, apparently they recorded that like three or four, like even longer ago than these episodes, so maybe a month ago. Yeah. Well, I think it ended two weeks after that, so that was a good move. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll 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 kind of dive into uh, to SmackDown. We won't go too crazy. I mean, real quick, we'll just do this. Has did anything in SmackDown was it was it life changing that we need to talk about? Not really. <laughs> the o- the only thing I would say I thought it was pretty cool that Bray Wyatt interrupted Braun and let him know like, hey, I made you. And then you turned your back on me, and you have. Oh, you're getting a little. You're getting a little robotic, Tyler. Are you there? I think we just lost. We lost Tyler. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm just talking a little bit. Could anyone hear me? Real fast. I think it might be my connection. Sorry guys, I, we had some. This is this is one of the things that you struggle with when it comes to uh, doing a live show, um, with everyone being home. Internet connections are a little crazy, um, so we did lose connection when it came to our group chat. I'm going to try to restart it so we can kind of get everybody back. Well, I, I have it on the computer, oh, so real quick. Oh, I, okay. All right, I'm back. Okay, uh, not, uh, sorry, all right. Sorry guys, I got what disconnected. 
Um, yeah. uh, Tyler was talking about the Braun Strowman and uh, uh, thing, so that's where I, that's where I lost connection with you guys. But we are back. No, I was just saying. I just think it's cool that uh, Bray interrupted Braun and he mentioned, "Hey, listen, like I made you, I brought you into my family, and then you turned your back on your family, and you have something that I want, which is the Universal Title." And Braun's not scared of him because, you know, why would he be the monster among men? So it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, remember that time Braun Strowman was Universal Champion for a little short amount of time? <laughs> 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 remember that? That was... That, I mean, no, I'm saying Braun because he's... You, does he not oh, drop... Yeah. He's dropping the belt to the Fiend. <laughs> like, you would think, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Maybe so, they're going to have a match where they don't try to hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think it was I think it was after the I think it was after the whole thing with uh, that Tyler was talking about. We mentioned the Forgotten Sons are now on. Uh, yeah, the, they got called up. Bianca. Bianca Belair. So Bianca's on up. Raw. Yeah, yeah she yeah, got called to Raw. And and this is just a little bit of an Easter egg. Uh, there's a there's a squash match on SmackDown. Sheamus defeated Cal Bloom. Cal Bloom is the son of Wayne Bloom, Get out of who here. was who was Bo Beverly in the Beverly wow. Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> blonde one. And what was his name in AWA? The, the, the Wayne it was Bloom, just the Wayne, Bo- Wayne the tra- oh the Destruction Crew. He was yeah, Wayne the Train yeah. Bloom. So yeah, not, not trying to be not trying to be the sound Nazi real quick, but someone's TV is kind of bleeding through a little heavy in the background. Um, on Raw, uh, anything anything groundbreaking on Raw that we we want to cover? We, uh, Raw was really the Zelina Vega show. Like she was all over really? the place. But she did a great. Yeah, uh, she's creating a little bit had, of a stable. Yeah, they they Absolutely. literally start their, they started their own Lij on Raw. They all, they all do the I fist bump they did and the everything. Pose. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah. the pose. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, yeah, so that's that's right awesome. Now, so. I love that. I, I really hope they really start doing like an Lij kind of thing with them because that would be great. Yeah. Now there's four. Now there's four places that have it: Raw, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, and Triple X. Yeah, yep. they're taking that, over just like Bullet Club did for a long time. That's a that's a dope stable. I'm a fan of that stable. Raw was really, by and large, built up to start the build to Money in the Bank, which is I think in like three weeks. Yeah, they they did qualifying matches for the women's Money in the Bank. Oscar beat Ruby Riot. Uh, there were rumors, by the way, that Ruby Riot. I think it was like Ruby Riot, Peyton Royce, and somebody else got cut. Kyrie, yeah, but apparently that is not the case. And uh, Meltzer said he doesn't expect any more main roster cuts to come uh, with this. I'm a, I but love Oscar- I love Ruby. I like she'd be somebody that I, if somebody if she went like if she went to an AEW she'd be a superstar. Yeah, I think she's she's a great at the very least she's a great hand. Yeah. Uh, she did well in Chikara, so yeah, there's a lot of. But talking about Raw real quick, they announced that next week they were going to do the men's qualifying matches. Yep. And I have a big gripe about it because I don't understand the matches at all. Like the first match is Rey Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy. That's fine. Either one, yep. either one, either one of those guys deserves it. Muddy, the next match, is, Buddy Murphy should next, go over though. I, yep. I, I, that's I would book Buddy to go over as yep. well. The next match then is Alistair Black versus Austin Theory, which clearly Black's winning. That's like just a quick match to get him over. You yep. know that's totally fine. But then the next match is Apollo Cruz versus MVP. How the <laughs> hell do either one of those guys deserve to be in that match? Remember when MVP, MVP retired? Apollo Crews had a really good match now because Black on Raw last. Yeah, yeah but I, I, but I, I think this could be a way. Point. This could be a way to get, get Apollo Crews kind of over and give him some ring time. Like we, we always so you get to have you get to have one good match on Raw and you still lose, and then all of a sudden you get. But listen, in the money in the bank spot. but here's a, here's the thing, Tyler. We always so you, talk. We always talk about in the show how we have these guys in the back that are really really talented, and, and it sucks that they never get shine. 
And here's a chance mm -hmm. to pay, possibly get Apollo Crews a pay-per-view match in a ladder match where he can really go out and do some stuff. So I, we can't really sit there and say, like, well, it's stupid. I hate it because it's going to give this guy some time well, no, to, to prove himself. There's guys like Angel Garza who's been proving that spot, who's actually been winning matches. Angel Garza is part of an amazing stable right now that's getting an yeah, insane amount of TV I time. I say amazing. So is Austin Theory. Austin Theory's in the same stable, and he still has a match to get have a chance to be in the yeah. bank. I get what the you're thing, saying. The where thing that matters is wins and losses have to matter. You can't lose for a year straight like Apollo Cruz has been, and then he loses a good match to Alistair Black, and then they say, "Well, that's good enough. Here's a qualifying match." That's so again, again you guys are exactly like for example, if you're the champion for over for a year and a half of the company, and you don't get a main event at WrestleMania. How does that not make sense? Yeah. yeah. Half the roster well, that, can teleport. Awesome. I'm not worried yeah. about who's getting title shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brian. <laughs> can the wrestler teleport? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the winners are kind of laid out. So you're telling me the money the bank's going to have Apollo Crews, Alistair Black, and probably Buddy Murphy on it. Like, yeah, count me in. Unless they throw Ray a bone, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't put Ray yeah, in unless, match, Don't be shocked, dude, if MVP beats him, man. Just as a swerve, they get MVP in a match because he's the name. I would not be surprised. And again, I would be very surprised. I think I think Paul Heyman has uh, a pet project now in Apollo Cruz. I agree. Yeah, well, and same thing. I, think I mean, they, they said the same Cedric thing about Alexander. Cedric Alexander that he had a pet project with well, him that went nowhere. This is the same well, thing. Well, no, no, they, they, they're teaming them up. They teamed them up. They started a program. I know they're a team now, but I'm saying the single stars. Cedric Alexander was in United States title feud with AJ. Got smashed. Ricochet got buried by Brock. Well, real quick, Tyler, um, because just the way the WWE kind of does stuff is where you go on huge, huge, huge losing streaks, and then all of a sudden you rise up like a phoenix. Didn't Daniel Bryant lose? Over. Didn't Daniel Bryant lose almost every single match for almost a year, and then he came back and became champion? No. Daniel Bryant went on a, a huge. Daniel Bryant went on a huge losing streak where he lost to everybody. He lost a lot right before he won the Money in the Bank. Yeah, and they, they do that a lot. That. If somebody lost like turning or getting something once like he, that, though. once he got over with Kane and Team Hell, no, he was winning. No, I'm talking about when yeah. he, I'm talking yeah, about after yeah. his injury when he came back and he was he was he was hot, and then they put him on a huge losing streak, and then he skyrocketed and became... oh yeah, that was but that was bad though. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. But I'm saying Again, is like, like like I was saying when you said that that huge losing streak thing is why a lot of people in WWE do not get over. Yeah, you want to have a guy get over, have him win a lot. Well, have yeah, him win exactly. clean a lot you and he'll get over. You can't do 50-50 booking. That's the point. 50-50 booking exactly. does not work. That is yeah. ridiculous. It doesn't yeah, work. It doesn't help anyone out. It doesn't work, but they do it. But so yeah. that, that's where we're at. Yeah. All uh, right. But for, as far as the women's money in the bank, Oscar got in uh, by Good. beating Ruby Riot. Shayna Baszler got in by beating Sarah Logan, which wound up being Sarah Logan's last match in the company. Even though uh, they, they announced that Sarah Logan won yeah. that match at first by mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, uh, the ring announcer blew it because yeah, yeah. she did the thing where she stomped on her arm and like Sarah Logan was injured. Yeah, and then the uh, Nia Jax beat Kyrie Sane to get the other Money in the Bank. Nia back. Jax returning. Good for her. Yeah, she returned, well, she returned last week. Yeah, yeah. double double yeah, ACL yeah. surgery. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. She was out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. A year. And then you also had the, another guy's last match. No, no way Jose got squashed by Lashley, and uh, the Viking Raiders beat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. And your uh, main event was Drew beating Andrade. They did a nice callback. They were talking about how Andrade ended Drew's NXT title reign, how he injured him. Oh, yeah. He cost him six months of his career. And that was how they built to the match in the main event where, where Drew beat Andrade. Oh, that makes I like that. And, and afterwards, Seth that. came out and beat the crap out of Drew. Yeah, so that's, that's your title program right now. It looks like Seth and Drew. Which is weird because Seth lost to WrestleMania. Yeah, that makes sense. It's I mean, too it soon, yeah. It should have been safe for SummerSlim, and they who should not rush really it now. Gonna put against him, though. That, that's the thing, yeah. Who else is it going to be if it's not him? Who? Yeah. Who's, your, who's your number two heel on Raw now? 
I yeah. would have just I would just have him and Andrade. I would have I keep doing a champion versus champion. I mean, why not? Not put the, don't put both belts on the line, but give Andrade you could. the world you could title. Do that, yeah, you could do that, especially because Money in the Bank is going to be the real draw in the show. You could right. do that. All right. So is that, that is that, that pretty was much all we can go to Wednesday. That's yeah. all if you want to go to Wednesday now. Let's, yeah. let's, let's shoot over. To, you want to? All right. So since we did all WWE programming first, let's go. Let's switch the gears and go AEW. AEW, yeah. Um, so you started off AEW with uh, Jake Roberts. The Jake Roberts promo at the very beginning of AEW was the highlight for me. Now, yeah, Jake, every week and they're all good. Anything Jake, Ro- anything Jake He's Roberts does, I'm a promo. fan of. Yeah. And then uh, once again. Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone, excellent on commentary. Yep, I agree. And then uh, he said, real quick, he said something during his commentary that got beeped out. Did he say the wrestler's real name? Oh yeah, uh, that was Sugar Dunkerton. Yeah, they called him Sug D. Um, Apparently, I guess uh, is Chikar on that or something. Yeah, Chikar gets pretty protective over the names they have. Like that's why. Uh, Jervis Cottonbelly is sometimes Gentleman Jervis when yeah. he's not in Chikara. I just I just so, heard Jericho talking and yeah. I hear beep and I was like, what happened? You know, what just happened? You know what I think is gonna happen? I, the Pineapple Pete thing is over and I think he should just be Pineapple Pete. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Jericho strikes. Yeah, but that's what they called him, Shug D. But they 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 uh they believed that was Sugar Donkerton. Yeah. If I went to a show and heckled Jericho and said, "You should watch Tornado Tag Podcast," he goes, "What? This stupid podcast?" And gave me a stupid name for our podcast. We're changing it that next day. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Jericho named our podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Ass Clown Central. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We're stupid idiots. <laughs> stupid idiot podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. The uh, TNT title tournament, Lance Archer beat Cole Cabana. Uh, they're doing great, making good, Lance good Archer match, look by like the a, way. Mo- a monster. Good match. I liked it. Cabana's, For Cabana's a... pretty good. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. that's always pretty good. I always like Cole Cabana. Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. yeah. You, you can do everything. They uh, they had Britt Baker cutting a promo from her dental office. Hey, she's one of the most improved, I would think. She's yeah. finally found her character. I was Britt not a fan of her, and I was like, Jesus, when she's on TV, I just want to turn off. She's, I've turned the corner for Britt Baker. And her and her, her car, she'd have had a great match, so they should, they should put them together again. Yes. Yeah, it, it just seems like with her, a light has turned on. And as, as, ever since the, the, the show on the cruise. Yeah. Where she, she, Tony she seen a, yeah, she seemed a little shaky that time. But ever since then, she she seemed so comfortable in her role in this episode. It was it was really really impressive. Yeah, I like that thing she does now, where she puts him on the ropes and then she sits down and she starts like talking me girl smack. Yeah, and she's talking <laughs> that, to that. Tony Schiavone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Jericho's that. like, "You have a thing for her, don't you?" I just think it's gold. Yeah. It's gold. And, and if you ever listen to Schiavone's podcast with Conrad, that's a thing because he's very much like. He he kind of plays up the dirty old man thing, and now he's always friendly with a lot of the women. He's very friendly with Medusa and Francine. So it plays right into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And and throughout the show, because the 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 main event of the show was Moxley and Jake Hager. Throughout the show, they had people giving their predictions, trying to give it that big fight feel. You had Mike Goldberg, you had Big John McCarthy, Ron Funches. Yeah, you had a lot of people. Ariel Hawani. Ariel Hawani. Yes, that that I like that. It was a nice little touch. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was a great touch, but uh. We'll get into why it backfired for me, but go ahead. And then you had the bubbly bunch. Hilarious segment. Hilarious. Jericho at the end when he's like gone on the phone with Adrian, I need more toilet paper. That shit was hysterical. <laughs> well, then they spilled, he spilled the orange juice. I don't know if that was like a dig at Orange Cassidy. But... Yeah, he spilled orange juice everywhere, and then the next shot, there was no orange juice on the counter. 
I like the thing with uh, the uh, with Jake Hager and his kids too. Jake Hager showed a little bit. Yeah, of earmuffs. Yeah. I love and the bubbly then, bunch. Uh, the bubbly bunch will be a t-shirt. Wait for that one. Oh, of course it will. It be. probably already is. Off, <laughs> it's already being printed. Jake, everything becomes a t-shirt. How yeah. funny is it that Jake Hager, his his wife, was actually a porn star? Really? Yes. Not about know that. Woman. Yep. For no, research purposes, where uh, where can we find? What, yeah, what, what was her what was her acting name? <laughs> um, just type in Jake Hager's wife, and she will <laughs> pop up. Oh, okay. All righty. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> and then you have the match with uh, Sammy Guevara and Shug D, Sugar Dunker, Tim Pineapple Pete, whatever you want to call him. Great and, match. Uh, that was kind of that. Yeah, very good match. And I then it was very good. I be- I'm was... becoming a huge Sammy Guevara fan. Yeah, he's uh, he he's got a, he's got something. He's got that. You guys smart. gave me a, you guys gave me an awkward silence, like I was an idiot for saying. I think. No, we're we're I, we're just waiting for. We're, we're, I think we're just trying to not step on each other. Yeah, no, I hundred percent. A little, little few, a few more silences than normal. Yeah, and then that was really just um, that was set up to build up to the uh, the, the match next week where Darby Allen and Sammy are going to wrestle in the tournament. Man, I don't want I, I don't want Sammy to lose. I'm going to be honest, but I think he's going to. Yeah, I think yeah you can't have you have to have some kind of babyface heel dynamic and yeah and because uh, they're on the same side of the bracket as Archer, right? Yeah. yeah no, so, I think I think Sammy Darby Allen are on the same side of the bracket as Cody. That's Cody. Oh, yeah, I, you're I right with go, Cody. I, I think it go either way then. Yeah. Yeah. If you go either way then, because you, you have that that backstory if it's Darby Allen where they had that draw. Uh, way back when, before Dynamite even started, or if you do it with uh, with Sammy, first that match, was the first match first ever match on Dynamite. AEW. Yeah, exactly. And and Darby did just punch Cody like not even two weeks ago, so there's yeah. that too. Yeah. And you have the Blood and Gods with the Elite versus uh, Inner Circle as well. So you have, you have a yeah. bunch of stories that intertwine there. Yeah, and that that's that's really well done because they ha- either way they go, they have some they have a story to tell. Yeah, that's really well done. They're doing very good when it comes to continuity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then your next match was Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford beating Chuck Taylor. I loved this match. This might have been my favorite match on the show. I, th- I, uh, I thought I it was. I, I, I liked it, but I wasn't really into it. I, don't know. I was into the but goofiness. The, the ending was very good. I thought the goofiness was funny. I thought I thought her getting Penelope getting on the ropes and taking her jacket off and acting sexy, and then just watching Orange Cassidy trying not to laugh yeah, that, that as he funny. did it. Yeah. Like I was just like, I'm in, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny, but I wouldn't say it was my favorite match of the week. But it was funny. I don't, I don't know. The more I see of 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 best friends, even as a tag team or when they're solo, I I like when they're in the ring. No, they're great. Your best oh, friends yeah, and best friends. Cassie are amazing. Yeah, and, and it looks like they're building something with Jimmy Havoc and Cassidy too. Yeah, I, listen, man, I think it's one of those things when I start getting uh, regular money flow again, I will own a best friends T-shirt. I, I don't, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And they're a tag team well, when sure, I first, they're a tag team when I first started. Love the Kentucky gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> when they were a team when I first started, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like you can go back and watch. I was like, listen, there's no one really jumping out at me at AEW, but there's a lot of people who have started doing that. Like I, I became more excited to watch AEW because there's a lot of cool I mean, stars on that show. Yeah, that's how it is. I think when, like, when you first started like being introduced to people, like, oh, I don't know about him. But the more you watch, the more I like. This I guy. just, I just don't get people who legit just shit on one show or just like how I used to be. There's, like I only watch one program, and then like everything else, you just try to yeah. me- mentally block it out, like you're not going to like it. Like I just think it stunts you from watching some really good stuff. 
Yeah, yeah it's I, all it's all wrestling. Just enjoy wrestling. What the hell? It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't gain. There's no benefit from saying I only watch this. It's not like they're gonna come and give you free T-shirts for saying that. Yeah, that's, yeah. I argue with people in the comments all the time. I'm like, dude, are you, are you getting paid by WWE? Are you an employee? Like, if not, then shut up. Why are you bashing AEW? Just enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, there's no law that says you can't watch them all. Yeah, man. Well, it's not live anymore. There is a law well, about yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next match was Sean Spears beating Justin Law in a squash. A little awkward, a little awkward, but hey, they're getting Spears some wins. They're trying to make something there. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, like, hey, that's great for that guy. I'm sure he's just some indie guy, and it's like, hey, you want to be on Dynamite? He's like, hell yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing like, I'm guessing a lot of these guys are, since uh, a lot of us take the QT Marshalls gym, I think a lot of them are students. Yeah, yeah. which is which is cool. Get some, I mean, what experience. That's, that's great. Good for them. Like, I know, what was the one, that, the one they signed? Anna? Anna J. Anna J, Anna yeah. J. Like, how dare she, you forget her name? Bro. Yeah, she, and and she got signed and she deserved to. She yeah. she's great. She was very good. And it, I mean, outside from the obviously she's good looking, but she like for that match, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, and then uh, your main event was the world title match, John Moxley retaining against Jake Hager. Too long, I thought. Yeah, I I don't know. I did this came on. I immediately zoned out. Yeah, yeah I, I missed and stuff. Yeah. Especially knowing what was going, I, I DVR it and uh, watch one live, watch one later. Knowing what was going on on NXT after this, I would have, I would have flipped if it was like that. You have to make a choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I was with Tony. Tony was like, "Man, this is a snooze fest," and I was like, "Yeah, it really is." I was. <laughs> well, here's the thing: it. they had everyone and their brother hype this matchup, like during the entire show, saying, and they're trying to make it like a, it's going to be a legit fight, and and John Moxley is this is this street fighter that. He has this advantage, and it was like, it, it to me, it just did not hit any marks for me. I was like, man, this, like, I know, and I'm not trying to, like, I don't, I never stepped in between or had to put a show on like that, but like, man, it just came off so boring to me. Like, it did nothing for me. Yeah, at the, same, at the same time, too, it, I, I never had a feeling ever that I thought Moxley was actually going to lose. Not for oh, one yeah. second was I like, oh, Hager's right. going to win this thing. Yeah, and and that's fine usually, but for a half hour match that you're putting that kind of a pay per view type build to, it's it's a little tough. Yeah, yeah, I I thought it was more of a wild brawl. Like I didn't mind the like jujitsu actual wrestling because I I really like that catch with catch scan, but like the fact that Moxley not only hung with a legit you know all American in Oklahoma and a legit MMA fighter, not only all American American. Him, yeah, not only did he hang with them, but like like he I, I kind of beat him. I was like, that, like I understand he's training at Randy Couture's gym. He's been training for like two years, but like, like Hager has been doing this like his whole life. So it's just like to me that was yeah, like, I totally agree that with you, Andrew. Was, yeah, that part drove me crazy. That was Hager should have been yeah, going that, right through him. That was laughable, and it immediately took me out of the match. Yeah, so that 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 pretty much wraps it up for AEW. I mean. I enjoyed the show, but that ending left a real bad taste in my mouth when it came. Like, like when you wrap it up as a as a program for the week, like that was like, meh. like you're just like, man, that tasted bad. It's like yeah. eating, eating a bag of delicious grapes, and you get to that very last grape, and it tastes terrible. A bad ending can ruin a, ruin a movie or, or yeah. a match, or anything, yeah. or a good one, or a good one. You could have like a, a you know yeah. a, an okay match and have this really badass ending, and it's just like, oh, you know, but that is what it is. With movies too, I I I'm not a uh, I mean uh, Matt and Andy can really speak to wrestling, but as far as like movies going and 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 things like that, if you have a really great beginning and a really great ending, you, you can get away with a lot in the middle. You can, yeah. 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 All right, let's We're move ready. on. To, yeah, let's move on to NXT because I got to get wheeling here. Yep. NXT. Uh, uh Tom Phillips and and Byron Saxon are your commentators. Oh, that was yeah. nice. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Finn Balor defeats Fabian Eichner. Great match. Yeah, yeah, Great match. I loved it. They beat the shit out Absolutely. of each other. <laughs> When you yeah, wrestle Finn, match, when you wrestle right Finn Balor, man, it just up. looks like he hurts you. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, man. I, I could, it, it could just be his ability to make it look so amazing. But I, like, he just looks like he kicks the shit out of you if you step in the ropes <laughs> between him. He reminds he also me takes a lot too. Yeah, he takes he as much takes as he lot. gives out. He reminds me a lot of Andy. Can probably attest. I don't know if if he, if he wrestles anywhere else, but all I really know him from is uh, is Outbreak. But uh, with uh, Mac Mac. Uh, is Mac Mayhem? Mac Mayhem. Where when he's in the ring, he looks like he kills you. He looks like he he works so stiff. It looks like he hurt, like he he's just like a bruiser. Like he hurts, he beats the shit out of you. But when you actually look closer to it, you could tell he's like he doesn't look like he, he looks like he's super super safe. But just his style, yeah, yeah, where he looks like he kicks the garbage out of you. Oh, I want to wrestle this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you two would have a great striking match, to be honest. Like it would be really fun to watch. Outbreak, yeah, if you're I listening. Th- three times. Yeah. And it was a great match when you wrestled him. I was like, wow, he looks like he's fucking laying into you. He has a really good chop. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. So yeah. Can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. so that Finn, Finn Balor, man, he just, you wrestle him, and you're, you're just like the whole time, like, ooh, would you fucking calm down? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Finn Balor right now is by far my favorite person in NXT. I love Balor. I love him on the main roster. I just don't know how they plan on stretching this feud out with Walter to like God knows when they're going for the country and let Walter back in and stuff like that. Just seems so far away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might have to take like a detour there and put him with somebody else. And, yeah, and and then do something in the meantime. Agreed. Who who would so be that- who would be a match that you would like to see Finn go against with like say if they were like hey let's take a quick break. Who would be who would I'd be like, a good replacement like for Finn? See, I would like to see him transition into the Velveteen Dream Adam Cole feud and make it a triple threat for the title. See, I I would like him to go there against go. I would like him to go against someone who maybe doesn't have that star recognition, like kind of yeah, like kind of kind of like uh, like Daniel Bryan did with what's his name, and kind of just put like he wins obviously, but puts a guy over. That's what I would like. Thatcher. Thatcher that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, my ultimate dream, if I had a choice, but he's stuck in England too, is I would love to see Finn Balor and Tyler Bates, especially because they they did sneak a little thing like in the UK where they were at each other's throats and then Balor attacked Trent Seven. Like that would be an amazing match. Ooh, piggybacking off that, uh, uh, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they had a great match. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, next match. Uh, well, there was a promo after that where Charlotte Flair just basically set the table. The I'm the captain now speech, just calling out everybody. It made it uh, more me, it made it more realistic why she picked her opponent because people could be like, that makes yeah. no sense. And I thought that promo was done very well. They did a they did a great job here making everything make sense and setting the table for not just one match, but several. You yeah. have that ready made rematch with Rhea, you have Mia Yim as the next opponent, and you have EO waiting in the wings. It makes you excited yeah. for that women's division once again. That was already at a point where you're like, man, anyone can win this title. You know what I mean? Like it, the women's division mm-hmm. once again in NXT is 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 must watch TV. I agree. And then the uh, the next match was Zia Lee beating Aaliyah. Was what it was. Yeah, it was a match. Zia Lee. Learning. Zia Lee oh. um, is fantastic, and Aaliyah. I don't look, like her. You don't like her. No, I do like Sylea. Yeah. Aaliyah, I thought, would be one of the ones getting released. Yeah, yeah Aaliyah. She may have. Uh, there there oh, yeah, could be NXT releases yeah. we don't know about. They're I think Aaliyah, Aaliyah could be like a Carmella, where I think she could be a slow starter, but there is something there. I don't think she's atrocious. 
You know what I mean? Like she showed her toughness, mm-hmm. getting her nose splattered all over her face, and like coming back and not looking gun shy. And but like I think there's potential there. She obviously has a and great that, look. She's not bad to look at. And on the same token, I think if she if she's willing to keep putting the work, and I think she can be. I think she's also very very young. I think she yeah. started when she was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, I I wouldn't count Aaliyah out as a talent in the future. No, you can't count anybody out. Anybody yeah. can improve. It doesn't matter if you're wrestling one year or twenty. Yep, mm-hmm. it's true. And then your next match, bit of an upset here. It was uh, the first match in the cruiserweight tournament. Akira Tozawa beats Isaiah Swerve Scott. This is great. Yeah, Love great it. match. Great match. And and you're able to do with this what you do with the G1, where guys beat guys that they might not normally beat because it's a round robin. Well, yeah. yeah. I remember a couple, couple years ago when Okada was champion. It was 2016. They brought in Marafuji from Noah, and Marafuji beat him in the first night. And I was like, wait, what? You know, the yeah. outsider came in and beat our guy. Yeah, you, you don't know who's going to win these things. Or That's anybody funny. that wrestles hey, Tanahashi the first night. Akira <laughs> Tozawa is a former cruiserweight champion. I mean, it's not like he's not a, a, he's a bum. He's, he's a really good cruiserweight. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's amazing. You guys ever saw, see the match he wrestled with Hero from uh, Battle of Los Angeles? I think it was 09, maybe. I could I cut my dates wrong. But you want yes. to see a, a yes, ball I see that match. match. Yeah. That's a great match. Mm-hmm. And talk about somebody that Finger could do something with. Any of these cruiserweight guys, Kushida. Uh, this cruiserweight classic Kushida, is. A, I mean, I know it's a it's a rip off of New Japan, but man, this classic, especially now going into it, knowing that some guys on this classic are fired, and what they're gonna put out as talent mm-hmm. as performances, this classic just got more interesting as a wrestling fan. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then your next match, it was uh, Tegan Knox beating Raquel Gonzalez with a roll up and building to. A tag match with the Coden Raquel against Tegan and Shotzi. Tegan Knox looking like she's a Ooh. member of Blue and Gold with that gear. I, I, text, I, know, I, text, yeah. I text her this because I, wa- I watch the shows on Thursday morning. Yeah. Because uh, me, my, me and my wife have a wife. Uh, we, we watch some of her shows because I make her You're watch a little quiet. So, so anyway, I texted her this morning and I was like, oh man, she went full Blue and Gold with yeah. Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's had all the different variations of Captain Marvel. Here. She comes out with the Carol Danvers jacket. At, uh, when Andy came out with his like, uh, like you, when Andy came out with his blue and gold gear at the last PPW show, he got chanted. He was getting Andy Marvel chants because every time he comes out, he had like a different style of Marvel gear. So he was getting called Andy Marvel. Yeah, the idea. <laughs> uh, the fans were eating it up, and I walked over like, "Hey, you like Andy Hedder? Uh, here's a podcast pin. Check this out." <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't wait for to see that new golden ring. But when I seen, it, I was like, "Oh, look at that, Miss Marvel gear." But um, once again, decent match. Uh, it was what it was. I, I the the big girl. I mean, she she looked kind of. She looks like a, a a cross between if. Uh, uh, Sonya Deville and and a, and a Nia, like not so much like Nia Jax, but like a bigger presence, like a Nia Jax. Like had, China, yeah, like China, or somebody like, like that. China. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's still fairly new, so it's yeah, kinda she's gonna go by. She's gonna get by on her just her her big stature. Um, but she's also second generation. I think she's Rudy Boy's niece. Okay. Oh wow. I think yeah. I think her father was Ricky Gonzalez. Okay. Um, and, uh, just uh, Rudy Boy, just to, to set to set that up, Tony. He. Uh, he was kind of the real trainer behind the Shawn Michaels Academy that produced like Daniel Bryan and Brian Kendrick. And you Paul mean it Lundin wasn't that old guy who they used in the promos? <laughs> <laughs> was it Lothario? Yeah. The super sock? No, he trained Shawn. Yeah. <laughs> he trained Shawn. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it ended with uh, anytime you put Shotzi on screen, I'm a ha- I'm a happy man. So it was. It was I like Shotzi. Yeah, Shotzi's I'm a, awesome. I'm a big Shotzi fan. Um, all right, next match. Well, you had a few vignettes here and there. You had one with Keith Lee just kind of going through like how he got into wrestling. You had one with 
Adam Cole poolside at his house. He had the Velveteen Dream. God, do I miss doing his kind of rebuttal. Here's the thing: you're watching NXT right now with no Adam Cole, no Velveteen Dream, and they're still carrying the show. Like, you're, yeah. if you want to see NXT flipping guys around and using talent, they're doing a great job at it. And then your next match match was Dexter Loomis winning a quick match over Tahuti Miles. With a, what uh, a submission. name on Tahuti Miles. Tahuti. <laughs> Yeah. Real quick, dude, I love. Real I quick, love when it comes to this this I, I cruiser classic, who's this dude with the mask? Oh, El Hijo del Fantasma. He was in uh, Lucha Underground. He was. I didn't watch that far in, but he, he has a. He looks like he has a great look. I'm excited to see him go. Yeah, he'll yeah, be wrestling. Yeah, next week he'll be wrestling Jack Gallagher. That should be a lot of fun. You're also gonna get Kushida against Tony Nese next week, and oh, Drake Maverick against Jake. Kushida Atlas. versus Tony Nese. That's a pay per view match. And Finn Balor is facing Velveteen Dream next week as yep, well. Yep, Balor and, and Velveteen Dream next week too, yep. Yo, my God. Good good for you, NXT. I think you're doing a great job. All right, next and match. I, I don't know if, I don't know if the uh, Shotzi, Tegan, Dakota, Raquel matches next week or if it's going to be the week after. That's coming up too. Yeah. Um, Yo, we had a, real quick, her, her jeans confused me. I thought she was wearing a skirt when she first came out, but like the jeans cut on the bottom, so they flared out a little bit. I was like, is she wearing jeans or a skirt? Oh, uh, Dean Knox, like speed fight wear. Yeah. Or not Dean Knox, like Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, yeah. But go ahead, I'm sorry. And then you had a quick promo with Malcolm Bivens and uh, Edith Sher. I might be saying that wrong. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the big Indian guys. And your main event, it was going to be Matt Riddle and his new temporary partner against the Undisputed Era for the NXT tag title. This is a mystery Pete, partner. Pete Dunne is stuck in England. I was so excited when I saw that the mystery partner is Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, th- that was a swerve. A good I love me some Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, I love the I love the catch wrestling. I love it. This, this is great. All four yeah, of these guys. I, I are like great. I like the team up of Thatcher and Riddle more than I like the team up of Riddle and Dunn. I've really <laughs> loved them as a team. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that, it all. Thatcher just fits the that NXT. If you, if you're looking for more grappling, if you're trying to get like a map based thing going on. There's nobody better. He is the guy you want in there. If you can't get Zack Sabre Jr. and some of those other guys, you got Timothy Thatcher. You got an A-plus guy when it comes to Could you to imagine if there was an audience there? <laughs> oh, they would have went nuts. They would have went nuts for that. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. It was a great match. I mean, anything you put with those four guys is going to be and, gold. And they uh, they made they made a county. Tapped Roddy, so it, it worked. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher. I don't know. I, I, I explained it to Heather maybe about a year ago. I don't know if you ever got a chance to watch any of his matches. If you just go on YouTube, there's a whole bunch of stuff on like his indies. There's actually a match with him and Minoru Suzuki and a match with him and Josh Barnett. So, I mean, it doesn't get any more legit than those two guys. Mm-hmm. But he basically, he's like Johnny Valentine where he doesn't hit the ropes. Like, he barely goes out. I think like he may use the ropes like belly to belly somebody off it, but like, he doesn't go off the ropes. It's like a throwback to like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Yep. Right, it just, is. Just watch any match between him and Walter. They beat the shit out of each other in progress. Yeah, well, and they're a, and they're a tag team. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh huh. And he's not a small guy either. He is a. He looks the part. He looks like a guy oh, who yeah, can take he, the part. He's a heavyweight. Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Yeah. And then but, uh, uh, NX, NXT was great. And then and then you had your main yeah. event segment. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is addressing the camera. It almost looks like a horror movie, and then it becomes a horror movie. <laughs> He's done with all this with uh, Johnny Gargano. Gargano, I can't speak now, and Candice LeRae. Uh, it's over, it's over, and then somebody grabs him from behind, takes him down, and you just see a boot in there, too. A woman's boot. 
and they don't they don't mention who he is, but it's uh well now it's I what's what's he being called now? Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Yeah. Carrion is a dead body. They drop yeah, like, they yeah. drop killer, which I I can I can see why that's a thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, if you if you are a listener of Tornado Tag podcast, uh, uh, Brian did call this. He said last week after the match was over, you seen them sitting in the car. Yeah. I love yeah, that which, little which, touch. That was great. I knew I seen it was somebody in the car, but I would I could never tell you who that. So good catch for Brian. Uh, yeah. So we we. Listen, I'm I'm pretty excited to have Cross on TV, but I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I'm not happy to see Scarlett Bordeaux on TV every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty pumped about that. I think that's a, that's gonna be really fun. We might be able to get uh, Ben from Banging Beers to watch NXT now. I never seen that. Ben is that is the first time where I took Ben to an actual indie show, and he paid so much attention when she was in the ring. He was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Like he was freaking out. He, but he was not at the Katie Forbes match. He would have probably had a heart attack. Yeah, but uh, so oh, yeah. Man. Uh, when it, I thought NXT was a very, very strong show. AEW was good too, and and, and you can like anything, but it's yeah. all good. Uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, next week was a little off for me. I wasn't into it this much this week. I, I loved yeah. AEW I, I up NXT until the was end. The better, the better show this week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think I think NXT. I think NXT rotating their roster was great. Listen, and here's the thing too: AEW. This is the first week we didn't see Cody in a match. We didn't see like any of the elite really wrestle so they they tried to rotate new people which i was a fan of but that mm-hmm. ending that ending was that last match kind of killed it for me yeah you know what i mean well, so what can you do? yeah I agree. it wasn't a terrible I mean, yeah. show was not a terrible show i just think nxt definitely was the better of the two this week in the wednesday yeah. night wars I watched them back to back, and it was I, I went with AEW first, and um, I, NXT was clearly the better show. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll that'll do it uh, for what, pretty much everything we're going to cover here. We'll we'll get real quick here with uh, with our quick plugs. What do you? Anyone? Any, I know there's not much going on, but anything. Well, I, I, I know Matt's got to go, so let's 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 him jump. Yeah, the let Matt. Well, I, I didn't play any comer- I didn't play any commercials because we had a lot to talk about with the uh, with the with the uh, the firings and the passing of Finkel. So uh, no commercials this week. We'll, we'll we will we'll bring them back next week, but we'll get some of those commercials out right now with these plugs. But go ahead, uh, Matt. Let me get my plugs in, then I'm going to tag out. If you guys want to talk to me about anything on the old social media there, um, hit me up on the Instagram or the Twitter. Just search under Matt Turner. And if you guys want some fancy new wrestling t-shirts, go over to ProWrestlingTees.com, type in blue and gold. And if you guys are looking for the best supplements, go over to 5% Nutrition and type in M. Turner. Save yourself some money. And if you're not sure what supplements to take, like I said, hit me up on the Twitter or the, or the Instagram, and I will be sure to help you out. But that. Uh, Hey, guys, I appreciate you having me. You guys have a great night. Be safe and wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you're becoming like a regular on the show. I think this is cool having blue and gold every week. So I do. I definitely do appreciate your uh, your insight as well as Andy. I think that's what really sets our little local podcast apart is we actually have talent. You know, Andy Andy getting his training with, you know, Chikara and that great stable and then you getting your training at ROH. It's definitely really cool insider information for just us regular wrestling mar- wrestling. Well, I'll say it. We're, we're marks i know it's weird to use terminology but actually having the actual people who are fans as much as they are entertainers so i definitely really appreciate you both on the show and kind of maybe maybe calling it the power ring is 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 taking a quick break but it's definitely nice to supplement you guys into the show now that's a good dvd bonus thank you yeah yeah thanks guys for having me and uh see you next week maybe 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 if you're bored come join us on tuesday night not cool in high school
Yeah, I don't think I have anything going on this week. So, yeah, I will uh, – maybe I'll take you guys up on that. Cool. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Good night. Bye. Tyler, you got anything? Yeah, you can follow me at Witness Real Wrestling on Facebook. That's where I'll be doing most of my writing from now on. And you can catch me on Channel Tag on the Facebook page. I do a lot of my writing on there as well. Yeah, you make some great posts. You do a great job. And uh, check out the Heath Slater post you just made because it's pretty hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> Blowing up, too. Yeah, it's doing great. <laughs> uh, Andy, I know he took a lot of the steam with the merch, but... Uh... Yeah, so that's, that's, that's about it. I, I really don't have anything else. What about that show, on? Not Cool in High School? Yeah, I mean, that's cool, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, but that's already been kind of plugged, too. Yeah. So, yeah, listen to that. Uh, everything on the our middle network here. And, uh, you know, I, I posted pictures of the of the gear, and a lot of people... People are loving it. This time. Yeah, well, I would say a lot of people are looking for gear, and a lot of people have some extra money with their stimulus, or maybe if you're like me and you're working but you're not going anywhere, you're just bagging money. So yeah, you can... if you're looking for gear, I posted the guy's name that made the Captain Marvel gear. His name is Broly. Uh, he makes fantastic stuff. And the other guy, Armando, who made my uh, Gambit gear and who's making my next set of gear, he uh, he makes really good stuff at really great prices. So yeah. if you're looking for gear and your pro wrestler, just click on that picture, and then I have the link, and you can message him and make whatever you need. Absolutely. And then Brian. Yeah, and that's I am just overwhelmed, and 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 people have have, have started to uh, listen to us through this show, through uh, us being on interviews, and, and the plugs you put everywhere. Uh, it has been so overwhelming this past month. The growth that Murder My Dude has been yeah, like man. every time I check our I check our numbers, my mind is blown. And I, I thank everybody that's checked it out. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, you can look up Murder My Dude on any podcasting Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you're using to listen to this. Murder My Dude is going to be on there that uh, that there too. We have merch as well. Uh, you can go to projecthumanoid.com and check that out. And uh, we're a comedy, truth, crime podcast. We uh, two hours or so, hour or two every week, and it's just been amazing lately. This week we covered a uh, a notorious biker uh, down from right outside of Philly, where where I'm from, Robert Mudman Simon. Uh, just a little little uh, tidbit of of what you can expect on this show. He was called Mudman because while in prison, he ate a sandwich containing human feces. Oh, wow. Sounds like a sane guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely candid and completely honest with you, man. Like, I know I work really, really hard and I produce a lot of shows, and sometimes I feel like I slip and I falter. But I do. Murder My Dude is definitely on my list, and I listen to it as much as I possibly can, and I am pretty current. Uh, I think I'm maybe one behind now. But uh, oh, nice. I, I honestly think you guys put out a great, great, great product. I, I love the show. I love what you guys do. I'm very thankful that you are both willing to cross over and work with me here on the IWEP network. And I love that respect that we have for one another. And I'm really, really happy that Murder My Dude is catching on. And I, I, I definitely think it's well-deserved because you guys do a great – well, there's like a lot going on there in the background. But it's very well-deserved, and you guys are you guys do a great, great thing. I, I know when you guys took a little sciatic there, I was I was in your ear like, please, can you, can you get this going again? Like, please get it going again. And I'm very glad we did because, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, are, are, are we growing? Yeah, it's a great. You guys do a great fucking job, and I'm I'm happy that it's blowing up for you guys because you de- you definitely deserve it. And I did send you a request. Uh, here's a cool thing, kind of behind the scenes. Um, uh, Tyrain, uh, who was on our who's going to be on our Probably. show Monday. Um, he he kind of made like a a Facebook group chat, and he kind of linked in like 
15 to 20 different people from the local area who all like all over the Pennsylvania area who all do podcasts and we're kind of like bouncing ideas off each other and looking to do collaboration episodes and stuff so it's really cool to kind of see like a little networking thing starting between this local podcast and ones I've never even heard of you know what I mean so it's really cool to kind of see this community really really taking taking flight here yeah yeah, definitely. And then uh, be look be on the lookout for uh, for a new episode, a new show coming to uh, Project Humanoid called Talking Back. Um, talking Back, yeah, yeah. Talking Hopefully back. by June, we're we're shooting for it. Yeah, so definitely more content coming to the Project Humanoid side. They're going to be the next IWEP network. They're going to have like fifteen shows and, going, and it's going to be great. <laughs> and, and thank you to Canada. Thank you to Canada because right now, Murder My Dude is. It's just as popular as hockey and socialized <laughs> medicine up there. It's, it's it's gonna be funny because like if we ever get big, it'll be like U.S. and then you guys get big in Canada, and we can do like a Bret Hart Shawn Michaels rivalry. We could act like we hate each other as podcasts, and I'll stick the flag up my nose and hump it on look, the ground. If I, look, if I was gonna give the if I was gonna give the internet an enema, I would stick the holes in IWEP. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is perfect. But uh, yeah, man, uh, great, great show this week. I'm pretty pumped. We took we took a really dark situation and kind of hopefully put some light on it and made it a positive spin of these guys getting some great workplaces and maybe as U.S. fans, maybe not think of it so much as a dark day, but a turning a turning point of what pro wrestling can be now once this all ends. It's not it's not somewhat saying goodbye to these guys, but giving them a new light in a new company or a new thing where they can develop new characters and let them do what they do as performers and not just be hoarded by a company where they're just going to be hired because they're talented so they don't beat them um wrestling is wrestling is is, is, we said it at the the beginning of the year that 2020 is going to be a huge year for wrestling and i know that's kind of took a speed bump in the local scene and some things and just wrestling in general with this whole corona but this corona thing could even be create even a new rebirth of professional wrestling that is going to be even more exciting so just think when wrestling does come back like oh. all the, any show the, how hot those shows are going to be and how these the indie are shows gonna are going to be packed matches. yeah and, and even like the first raw and the first smackdown are just going to be on fire yeah people are going to be looking to go crazy it's going to be it, I mean, i'm everyone's pumped going to wrestle that first that'll be the first time where everyone wants to be the first match yeah Dude, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Like, I can't wait to be. Like, I'm already getting goosebumps. Like, I'm looking at my arms. I'm already getting goosebumps to go to my our first show. You know what I mean? And kind of be like, yeah. And see people kind of getting in the building again to be like, we're here. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait to do that again. And like, how just kind of behind the scenes between with me and Brian going to a wrestling show. Like, before we went as fans, and now we kind of go and we have something to do. Like that. It's mm-hmm. exciting to do again. Like it's, I kind of took it, not took it for granted, because I never took it for granted. But kind of going to a wrestling show and getting there at the same time as a talent and seeing people prepare, and then we're setting up our own things and going around getting. Like I'm excited to do that again because that, like, hey, yeah, and and it's so weird because I mean, and I'm sure it's this way for Andy because these these are his coworkers. But even for the little bit that we did, it's like, man, I miss seeing Paul Bo every month. I miss seeing uh, yeah, Scott. I, miss I mean, seeing I, oh, I've been I've been talking Banks to Scott so much, and yeah, and just trying to be up to date with people on on social media. Like, I can't wait to see everybody again. Like, it's just yeah, gonna be one of those things. We're probably not gonna be allowed people. to touch each other, but it's gonna be hard not to see. Yeah, like, no handshakes. Maybe maybe I, I I'm not a wrestler, so I can't I can't speak to your fraternity, Andy. Maybe rethink the handshakes. No, I don't. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna be completely honest, man. I go to a show. The first time I see you, motherfuckers, the first time eye to eye. You thought I was a hugger before. I'm gonna be emotional, bro. 
I'm going to be happy to physically see people again. I'm going to be <laughs> hugging everybody. I'm hugging. I'm going to kiss you right on the mouth, Tyler. That's what's happening. If you're going to kiss me on the mouth, it better be tongue, big boy. I'm bringing all the tongue. I'm bringing the heat, brother. If you uh, don't want to shake someone's hand and then you get in the ring and you roll around with them for 15 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how Guevara walks on the ring and does the elbow just to be funny. I don't I, but yeah. But yeah, man, I, I, I just really – it was a, I think this is a good show and it was a good way to put a, a positive spin on, on a thing that could be really deemed as a, a dark day in wrestling. It, but It's uh, not bad for a lot of those people. No. I mean some people it is, but some it's it's, um, it's – It's a rebirth. It's really it's a rebirth. Up, yeah. This is this is a reboot for some people's careers and, and and some bigger than others. And who you know there might be a, like we're talking how Rusev can be a big thing or Zack Ryder is oh, possibly yeah. a shoe in. You might get a guy like we've been kind of saying like a Leo Rush or somebody else who might just go to a company and be a megastar. You never know. What what if this somehow turns into No Way Jose being the next Steve Austin? Exactly. <laughs> no Way Jose goes to a company and blows up. Heath Slater he goes, goes somewhere and just and gets. Just starts- yeah, five star general he becomes. <laughs> he, he does the Juice Robinson thing where he goes to New Japan Dojo and all of a sudden he's just like, like this wow, amazing. This Listen, cool. man, the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless, and you know what? And and, I, and realistically, I hope that happens because it goes to show that like anyone, like these guys who there's a reason why WWE signed them in the first place. You know what I mean? Like it's like going. Yeah, the, it's I like just, going. I the, just thought of it. Yeah, this is perfect. No way Jose could turn heel, and he could be like, "Yes way, Jose. Yes way." <laughs> um, like or, when, or, when, or or he could be a misogynist and be no way, huh? Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, that's not gonna fly in twenty twenty, bro. Yeah, that, that's not they work, they can yeah. do a they can do a gimmick, a gimmick where there's a guy who wants him out of his country because he's Hispanic, and he's like, "No way, Jose. I'm not leaving USA." <laughs> Oh my! Hey, I'm, I'm down. You sold me. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh my! Like they just keep trying to put walls up, and he just like cr- walks around the side of it. Like no way, Jose. <laughs> It'd be I mean, great. He's Dominican. He's not Mexican, but I still get it. Yeah. Well, listen. In pro wrestling, he's brown. Nobody will know the difference. Yeah. If you're if you're not white and you're Hispanic, you're already. That's how most people think anyway. So it'll work. Oh, and, and real quick before we we finish up the show, one thing we forgot to plug, and we probably should. Uh, as far as local podcasts, PPW brought back their podcast. Yes, keeping yeah. it real, keeping it real. And they, they, we did talk about that last week. Um, and I didn't get to play Kurt's podcast, his plug, but uh, go check out the PPW's new podcast, Talking Back, which is now on Anchor. So you can uh, definitely go check real. that. Uh, yeah, keep, it real. Sorry, keeping it real. So that's uh, on Anchor. So that's going to be everywhere. So just search keeping it real, um, and then check out uh, the PA Pile Driver podcast. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. And then obviously our boys over the Wicked Turtle. So there's three wrestling podcasts yeah. that you can check uh, out. High tension, high tension start of the podcast uh too as well yep high tension and then uh oh my god i kind of the original rope break original rope break check those guys out also so a lot of really cool wrestling podcasts that are we're good friends with and go check those guys out and everyone does a great job and uh if you guys are listening and you want to you want to kind of work something out let me know and if you're a wrestler listening i am looking for interviews as well i will say that in the the intro of the show also yeah i think uh king leon was the first guest on the high tension podcast oh okay yeah i see that awesome Awesome. All right. Well, guys, well, that'll wrap it up for here at uh, at, at, at T- Tornado Tech Podcast, TTP. Um, uh, thank you guys once again for calling in. I think I think we're definitely we, – we didn't get another intro in, but we got a lot to talk about. We took a long break, and we're just excited 
to speak to want humans again so um we we do have a topic in the back burner we will get it going again but uh this was a i thought this was a really really yeah, good there's so much news we didn't yeah. really need it's, yeah. it's so funny like on sunday you're thinking now nah, there's not a lot to talk about oh and then you wish there wasn't a lot to talk about yeah yeah they, so it's, it's the wrestling world has definitely been keeping us busy so thank you guys for the support we'll see you guys next week and we're out <laughs>